Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Magna One Motorsports. Are you ready to go GNCC Racing? Look at these guys. Oh boy, we got it wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down to the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. National champion Jordan Ashford. I appreciate it, man. It's- The Split Line Off-Road Podcast from Magna One Motorsports. Here's your host, Rodney Cooper, and co-host, Brandon Whitehair. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon Whitehair, guys. What is up? It is episode 107. We are back, ready to talk the general GNCC. We got a special guest in studio. Got Devin, the... uh, What's his name again? Dr. D? (laughs) Mr. D? Producer D. D. Over there on the keys. Man, this is a tough place. Double D. Yeah. But uh, before we introduce our guests, we're going to get right into our uh, um, sponsors. First and foremost, we got to thank Magna One Motorsports. If you need a used bike, if you need a helmet, goggles, gear, and you're at the GNCCs or the NEPG events, make sure you go over to the Magna One truck and check them out. Also, make sure you check out the Magna One's uh, Clean It Re... um, revolutionary cleaning product that you can use for your dirt bike your atv your mountain bike truck trailer anything make sure you get it clean with the magna one clean it also go check out guts racing since 1985 they've been a leader in seat innovation and technology style or, for, or performance brandon performance baby Oh, not style this time? <laughs> Tricked you, you did I? trick me. Trick me. Because usually, like, you I know, know I, us I, old I guys, we like the... I like the style. I like the we style. like the style. But I like performance, too. <laughs> All right. Make sure you guys get on a Guts Racing seat cover, and uh, uh, you won't regret it. Also, make sure you get some seal savers. If you're anything like Devin, hard on your equipment, mm-hmm. make sure you save the seals. If you're anything like Sunday's race last weekend, oh yeah, yeah. You, I don't know, I don't know what could have really helped there. Yeah, still savers for sure. That was a pretty rough, uh, pretty rough weekend. <laughs> but uh, you can use a discount code Splitline, capital S, to save 25% on anything over at the Seal Savers website, and then make sure you also go check out uh, Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. Mm-hmm. What are they? Th- what are those things made out of, Brandon? Case hardened steel, baby. Case hardened steel. They are the best material when it comes to GNCC racing. Put it through hell and come out on the other side. What? How many seasons did you put on one chain and sprocket set? <laughs> it's got to be at least four. At least four. four at this yeah. point in time. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you can save by using the discount code SPLITLINE30 to save 30% off of anything on their website. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys check that out. And then after you guys get all that on your bike, head on over to the Mountain State Hair Scramble Series and check out their awesome uh, courses and events. Uh, Richie Nolan and the gang over there, they put on a great family-friendly atmosphere, and uh, uh, it's really a fun time. The first race is coming soon. Go check yeah. out their – Next weekend, right? I think so. Yeah. Either this weekend 20, or next weekend. 25th and 26th. That's next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so they have it posted, so make sure you check that out on their, on their uh, social medias. All right, let's get into it. Let's get it. Who do we got in studio? We got special guest, old friend, yeah. legend of the sport. <laughs> legend of the sport. OG. Mike Lancaster, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Not much. How y'all doing this evening? Oh, oh. Doing pretty good, man. Thanks for yeah. coming in tonight, hanging out with us. Uh, those of you who don't know, like us and Mike have been good friends for quite uh, a number of years. a year or so. A couple years. Yeah, a couple years. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. <laughs> it has been a long time since uh, we we were <clears throat> hanging around Mike when he was uh, um, having his XC two days, his heydays. In Way the before XC2 that. Class. Way before that. Well, he was motoing before he was XC two, man. Yeah. True, but I wasn't around then. I think Brandon I was, probably yeah. knows me a little bit longer than you do. Yeah. You yeah. came, I want to say, probably around 08 in that era. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, he, he knows me from like 04 yeah. era. Mike, yeah. Mike was like one of those OGs, like would travel to the motocross races, sleep in his truck, and kind of like a Zach Osborne story, just <laughs> just I pitching the tent wherever. And I couldn't afford the tent. That's like right. <laughs> I don't see what the issue is with sleeping in your truck. Uh, that's Start brutal, it up, boys. you'll stay warm. That's brutal. It, man, I, I really went like all out too. I bought a uh, DVD player for the front of it so when I could watch <laughs> a little bit of TV as I kick back. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's awesome, man. You miss those motocross days, those three-day weekends? <laughs> no, I don't um, I don't miss the 6 o'clock shower with the pressure washer out of a mm-hmm. barrel. Yeah. And, uh, man, it just – those weekends just they, – they drug on so long. And, and – <laughs> Like compared to GNCC, you show up, you know, Thursday night, you practice Friday, you prep bikes, you go out, you race one moto on Saturday for four laps. Yeah. And you spent, you know, $200 <laughs> and you broke down on the first lap. <laughs> like, it just made for such long weekends, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weekends. yeah. 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 But then when did you actually make your full switch over to XC? Um, I think 06, uh, I got hooked up with um, the Phillips brothers and uh, a kid from Somersville and they talked me into going and, and trying a cross country race. And of course, Instead of being smart and just borrowing a bike or doing something like that, I went all out and built a complete race-ready bike and uh, went to um, an old an old group. I think it was um, Mid-Atlantic Racing and uh, went to Somersville for my first one, liked it, and then I went to Kentucky for GNCC for my second one. So, nice. Nice. So just jumped right into the deep end. Right in. I started in B class because I was running B at the MX Nationals and a little bit of a learning curve the first race mm-hmm. but second race i was i was right there top five and then i got the hang of it a little bit and we we hung out there the rest of the year and then moved to a and just kind of wandered on up the ladder from there <laughs> nice nice yeah, yeah and then we talked about your your days in the xc2 class a top runner in the xc2 class as well and then now we're full-time motor building not full-time but like full-time part-time well um, <laughs> it, it, as long as we feel like doing it right. just, yeah, yeah. Of course, being a dad, you got other other things to do sometimes, and the wife gets super angry when you're in the garage all the time. So, <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I love being a part of the GNCCs. I love being. It's just a family atmosphere. I want my kids to grow up there. Um, so if I can keep my name kind of around the around the pits and going and, and get my kids into it, um, I. I just keep on, just keep on doing that. So yeah. if it causes me doing some motor building or some <laughs> bike building, I, I enjoy that. And yeah. and man, you get to meet so many great families and just yeah. great people. So. Yeah. And yeah. and now I'm sure you get a lot. Of, it's rewarding. Um, I mean, one of your riders finished in the top twenty this weekend. Yeah. Um. I have I have a couple guys out there now. Um. I do a couple different motors for people, but uh, one of my uh, main focuses this year was the two Hickey uh, brothers. Um. Me and their dad get along. George, he's a he's a good guy, man. We get along really well, and uh, the kids, they're good, they're good kids, man. And that's to me, that's a lot of it. They, you yeah. know, they stay out of trouble, and uh, they're they're very driven, and and they want to go out and do well. And 
and starting to show. So we're we're getting there. Um, Chance, we're we're still working out some kinks. He's he's uh, got a few things he's still getting together. But Dayton, man, he he's first year in the in the PM race, and you know we're slowly wow. we're slowly moving moving where we want to. Um, me and his dad talked a lot in the off season. And his dad wanted to put him in, in college B so bad. And I was like, no. I was like, no, he, he's ready for A class. And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, let's go A. And I texted him this weekend. I was like, remember when you wanted to put him in B class? <laughs> so uh, now they're good kids, man, and they try hard. And uh, I think both of them have great potential. And, I, I, and honestly, I'm, I'm really hoping for that one-two finish this year. Um and yeah. of course, the brotherly bragging rights. Oh yeah, that, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Brandon, yes. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How'd you do in fantasy this weekend? Which fantasy? We only got three, <laughs> three of them. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's do our rundown real quick before we get into our guests. We got to do our rundown through our fantasy real quick. But tonight we're going to have on Bryson Neal, um, and we're also going to have on Craig DeLong. Uh, um, it's Cool to have on Bryson and Craig. Both won the overalls this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryson three in a row, and uh, Craig his first win overall. So it's cool to get that kind of perspective. But uh, before we get to them, we got to get we got to get our fantasy rundown real quick. Uh, Brandon, you got that yep. Rocky Mountain. Up? Over at Rocky Mountain, guys, we got number one, of course, JDMX 050, Adam Verostic 770 in second, <laughs> Jay Groff 660. I think Mike knows Jay Groff pretty well. And third. Uh, <laughs> Got three, four, four, one, and fourth. One of one of B t- Trucker sixty nine is in fifth. Cameron seven is in sixth. Jay's is in seventh. W Mad Dog is in eighth. Wade Walton is in ninth. And rounding out the top ten, Austin one forty seven. All right, then over in the uh, Pulp and Mech side. I believe you play this, don't you? Yeah, you, yeah Mike, Mike plays one. the pulp. It's and, and knows and he knows the frustrations too, because it's nothing but frustrating. You know, I don't remember putting Mike in for our our fantasy. What's up with that? He plays pulp and don't play ours. Oh. I'm, I'm oh, I, I, I <laughs> the real I fantasy. He's like, I he's like, I'm what? Sorry. It's no. too it's too close to home. <laughs> uh, finishing first this weekend was a good friend of ours. Mr. Poopy Butt. <laughs> it's hard to... You know, this guy's... He, he told me, he, he's like, you, you're going to say my name. I was like, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Finishing second is H-Bomb 434. Third is Mason Seal Savers. Uh, fifth is... I'm sorry. Fourth is uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, Mike, you finished fifth this weekend. Tian Williams finished sixth. Uh, Backflipping 336 seventh. At KTM Rider eighth. Darkside ninth. And let's go, Brandon. Finish tenth. I uh, I just been sending it since I missed Daytona. Oh, yeah. So now you're really falling down. The, I know. I'm just really list. like I went for, for both first to finish lines this week. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Not something I would typically do, but that and, was uh, my, that was my downfall this week. I missed both of them. I, if, I mean, if I would just got one of them, I would have been yeah. way up there. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's it's one of those things if you. If you take one, you almost feel obligated to take both. I think Nazi, or well, not Nazi, but <clears throat> I can't remember how you spell it, but say it starts with an N. It's like Nazik or something. I don't know. He screwed me. That was one guy. Well, I, I put all my eggs in Chase's basket because I was like hometown race form. I thought He's for sure. He's going to be fired <laughs> yeah. up. He's going to come out swinging <laughs> yeah. and nothing. And then I, I like to throw a crazy one in the 250 just Whatever. every now and then. And, man – 
I've picked the guy twice, and both times he's come in second. I think both of my guys came in second this so. this week as well. Yeah, so terrible. Yeah. Then over on the split line fantasy, the, the most important fantasy, Mike, you need right. to be playing this one as well. Jeez, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Billy Bebot <laughs> took the win this week with 222 points, uh, which is a pretty high point yeah. score, and I'm going to get to that here in a second. Uh, <laughs> Groff was pretty mad at me about that. Yeah. Um, Austin Hertz took second. Tyler Ticknell took third. Michael Audridge took fourth. And Joni Wilson took fifth in the season point standings. Actually, um, uh, Billy Bebop took the lead. Now, he was the one that was putting heat on you last year. Yeah, yeah. So you're not quite there in that I'm, leaderboard. I'm coming, right baby. I'm yeah, coming. Okay. I'm coming. I'm uh, the sixth. I'm up to sixth. He's in the lead. Chris Stable, uh, Stable is in second. Tyler Ticknell's in third. Nathan Cox is in fourth. And Austin Hurst is in fifth. Now, so this week, um, I made a mistake. Yep. Johnny G ended up being a 22 handicap. Yeah. And that shouldn't have happened. That was my bad. <laughs> he uh, he dropped out of the top 20 overall. Yeah. And I just it just th- flew under my radar. We're going to start putting a committee together. I know. We need a committee together. <laughs> I told Groff this as well. He needs to be a part of it. Yeah. We need a committee together so we don't miss stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I missed it. So if you missed Johnny G as a 22 handicap, I'm sorry. It ain't going to happen again. I can't believe I didn't catch it. I know. I didn't catch it either. <laughs> I, I missed it as a as a administrator of the game, and then I also missed Miss it as a, player. as a player of the game. <laughs> I, uh, I don't play it, of course, but uh, I do try to keep an eye on who's on the leaderboard. And I think Groff's just mad because i saw his name way yeah he uh you know i like to rub it in on groth uh goth uh shoot i can't even talk uh but uh, yeah i like to rub it in on him a little bit uh every now and then <laughs> he, he takes well, it very seriously he takes it very serious <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like the dan truman um yeah you've heard the stories of dan truman at the at the supercrosses like if he picked you in fantasy you can basically get whatever you want for your bike because he, he's going to he's, somebody's trailer and he's getting what you need so when we in South Carolina, Gross got his phone out, of course, and he's like, I need him in the top 20. He's like, get over there. He's like, give him a line, give him a line. So he's like, <laughs> got me over there pointing his guy's lines, and I'm like, I was like, who is it? And he's like, you know him. He's like, I got him. He's a 22. He's like, he's sitting in 21st overall. He's like, I need him up to 20. I love it. I'm you like, know, all right, I'll help you out. You know, he's not the only one. Someone sent us a message and saying that now since they're watching like the live races yeah. they're actually watching the overall top 20 really closely because yeah. of the game now so and that was our goal yeah. like mike and i talked about it before you guys came you know because you guys show up like five minutes before the show hey, starts man. um we were talking about how like the goal with the game was to try to get more attention to the guys that finished in the 20 to 15 range right mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of doing that so which is good because uh, you guys know top 20 is no slouch anywhere right. you're at. i mean you're in the top 20 you're you're moving along pretty good mm-hmm. so it's good to like me and you talked with paul like you're watching guys that nobody knows yeah right. but you you're throwing stuff at the tv <laughs> screaming at it like let's go and, and, so it's good to, it's good that you're getting like the, the lower names people are wanting to pick them and put yeah. them out there right so, yeah now the goal is now the next goal is is to have riders start thinking like man like I have guys that are have me on their team I need to get in the top twenty yeah. oh, like yeah. that's <laughs> well to me it's also good because like your name's going to get out there a little more and I and I know from personal experience that once I started doing well my name got out there you get a little more help mm-hmm. and a little more help goes a long way I went from sleeping in my truck and. Peg Phillips bringing me breakfast at 7.30 in the morning <laughs> to, you know, full-blown people buying my bikes. And, and it, it showed I went from, you know, 
barely finishing the top 20 in, in XC2 to a, a podium here and there and, and fighting up front with the big boys. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it takes a lot, man. Uh, people that always look outside the sport, I'm like, man, you, you don't realize how much money and effort and time it takes to, to put it all together and do it every weekend. Uh, and it's just crazy. It's tough. I mean, it's yeah. uh, these races are every other weekend, but it's it's like, man, there is not much time in between them. Especially <laughs> if you tear something up. Like, yeah. it's every other weekend like we got locals in between yeah. these things yeah. like what you don't really get a break well, and, and mike you, never, to, you yeah. didn't like running locals did you because of the time it took well, i just i mean family and, yeah and stuff i mean i ran some here and there i never did like a, a full series with anybody i would just show up if there was one close enough that i felt like going to i would go to it but mm -hmm. Usually we're robbing parts off the practice bike and make the <laughs> national bike go, and it's like, oh, well, we'd like to go, but you know, we stole the engine out of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So, hey guys, remember we have the Sun Star Channel Sprocket segment, shifting gear segment coming up. So if you have any questions, we already have a, a decent bit on the internet, but yeah. uh, on the internet, on the internet, yeah, you know, on the on the interweb, it's on yeah. the line, <laughs> on the line. Oh, hey, I forgot to mention the. Um, I already mentioned it on fa on Instagram, but the moose goggles. Uh, we gave those away to to Billy Bebop. He's already won a few things from us, so yeah. Billy enjoy the goggles as well. <laughs> and uh, are we going to give this away tonight? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. Is or it do you tonight? Want it? Is or it do tonight? You want, do you want to give it away another night? I say we'll give it away to the next winner. To the next winner? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. But they have to have a something that'll fit on. It's. Do they make? Well, they make quad. Do they make quad? Program? I don't know. No, no, they no. don't. Mm -hmm. no. All right. Yeah, that's why I said that. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay, so uh, we're going to kind of shift gears real quick. We're going to get Bryson Neal on here in just a minute, but uh, real quick before we get him on, man. Could he be having any more of a perfect season, Lancaster? He's going to be so tough to beat this year. The kid, he, he, he's a thoroughbred, first of all. He's just, mm -hmm. man, he's chiseled. He, he's, he's got the drive. He wants it, and it's going to be, it's going to be tough at, for anybody. Um, I, I personally want someone to step up just to make it a little more interesting, but at the same time, I race Bryson, and like it's good to see that somebody that I went toe-to-toe -to -toe with for a while – just waxing everybody. Else. <laughs> it's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, what percentage, if you had to give it a percentage, do you give him on possibly? I know it's early in the he's, season. He, Bryce is going to come on and like I know you know he's listening right now and he's going to come <laughs> like, dude, don't jinx me like that because I know where you're going with this. Yeah, don't don't say it. I know where you're don't going say with it. this. We I don't. Mean, we do not want to be the people. It's already been said though, so we won't be the first people to say it. But okay, does he have a chance? Does he have a chance? To you know what? <laughs> it's so tough. And it's not because Bryson's going to fail. Yeah. It's just because you never know when that lapper is going to jump out just like him and his knee. And, yeah. and you never know when that's going to happen. It's going to take you out of your race. It's nothing that he did. Right. It's no bike failure. It was just a racing incident. And I mean, I'm pretty sure that didn't Josh Strain get hit with a deer at Snowshoe one year? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just something like stuff. that. Just something random to where, I mean, and I'm pretty sure Josh was leading when he got hit with a yeah. deer, and I don't think he got to finish the race. Like, it took him over a mountain. So, <laughs> it just, s s stuff like that, yeah. I'm hoping for the best. I would like to see, you know, I'd like to yeah. see it happen. But if it doesn't, you yeah. can't take nothing no. away from the kid. No, absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. So, yeah, especially these days with parts and everything. So, yeah, you just never know. Yeah. You ready, you ready to get Let's him on? Let's get him on. All right, man. We're going to. Co to commercial break, then we'll get uh, right back on with Bryson Neal.
you've seen them at the track. Now, online, Magna1Motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer of protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we're back. And on the line, we have defending GNCC ATV champion and three-time straight winner in 2023, Bryson Neal. Bryson, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, what's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Yeah, man, yeah, we're man. we're excited to have you on. Uh, excited to get the chance to talk to you after, I mean, three, three in a row, three in a row. Pretty perfect so far, right? <laughs> yeah, we we've 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 jumped off to a great start, man. Uh, we there's definitely no complaints on our end. We've uh, you know we worked hard this winter and uh, got with a new team, Phoenix Racing Yamaha, new engine package, a lot of new sponsors, and uh, we're just just proud to be able to showcase and come out swinging and be able to click off three for, for everyone who's in our corner who helps us out. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. man. There's been uh, so far this season, uh, we, we've, we've not been able to make it to a race yet down far that, that far South, but we've watched everything on racer TV and man. And I know you've heard this already a, a number of times, but you just look so smooth and so comfortable. Um, it, it just, it's extremely impressive. You know, it's funny you said that because Mason Raider, he's he's one who's he's been telling me that a lot too. And uh, um, the the inside joke, we we said it at the end of I don't know, I think it was Florida. And uh, my my dad and me, we always talk about being smooth and easy. It's kind of like a little funny between us, but uh, you know, we're actually putting it to action this year. And um, I just feel, you know, at this point, my I just feel like, uh, how do I say it? Just I've seen a lot of things. I got a lot of experience in my belt. I've been in a lot of different situations and, um, I kind of, I just, I know what I need to do on the bike and, and, uh, I, I know, 
know what I got to do. And, and, uh, the bike is working so great for me. You know, um, we're, we're super happy with that Dassa engine, you know, the Hauser A-arms, the Elka shocks, uh, by impact solutions, the CST tires. I mean, we got such a solid program, the bike's clicking, it's working. And, uh, uh, when, when everything's hitting on all cylinders like that and uh, a guy like me got some experience, it's, it's a good combination. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And yeah. we used to talk about Brandon and I used to talk about, man, like it was so much fun and it still is fun to watch you. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, but it was so much fun to watch. Like every time you got on the bike, it looked like you were trying to wring the neck off the bike. And, and, and then, like you said, now it's like smooth as fast and, 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 and it's just like real methodical, but, you're pulling away at the same time. Yeah. You know, I, I remember because, you know, at end of 2020, I started to get it, you know, I started to really figure it out. And, uh, 2021, it was like records or checkers. Like, uh, <laughs> I did not care as like, I'm going to ride this thing for all it's worth. You know, I, I don't care if I'm tired, whatever's going on. Like it's a little sketchy. I I'm sending it. And, um, <laughs> that was kind of like what happened that year is we was literally records or checkers. We just, we went for it. And, yeah. um, you know, part of that is, you know, I found that new speed and, um, I, I found that level and, uh, I felt like, you know, I was starting to, to really get it under my belt, but then we got hurt, you know, with, with, uh, with the injury. And, um, I don't, I don't relate that to riding over my head or anything, you know, mm -hmm. trying to push too hard, but that, like we talked about before it mellowed me out where i had time off i came back and and uh man it just felt like i matured you know i figured out how to ride at that pace at that level that speed and kind of you know bring it down a notch and, and try to be smoother while also being you know ultra fast and there's there's it's time you know with, with like i said whenever i first started figuring out that speed and, and trying to run it it was it was it was feast or famine like mikey wayne says and it was all or nothing but uh <laughs> over the years i've definitely you know figured out how to try to be a little bit smoother but there still are days where you know we'll let it all hang out and we'll bounce off of everything <laughs> like buckwheat buck last year on the last lap <laughs> i right. bounced off of everything and i let that thing eat <laughs> right i'll tell you what's scary bryson is you got, they were already going just like fast enough and you took it to a whole other level <laughs> and you're comfortable with that speed. And I'm sure Mike right here, uh, Mike Lancaster can, you know, tell a little bit more about it. Cause he knows, you know, he's ran XC2 speed too. So yeah. Um, Bryce and Mike here. Uh, yeah, we banged bars back in the day a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> I used to chase you around. You guys were always younger than me and I, I envied that big time. <laughs> but now uh, I'm very impressed with how you've matured from even when I raced with you, like, um, of course, different speeds, different things. I really like how you've learned to figure out how to save the bike because a lot of people don't realize you can go as fast as you want to in the world, but if you can't save the bike, then you're never going to finish any races. So you've learned to, you learned to fin like how to control the bike and not actually beat it off of everything. And yet you've still been able to put in some just insane <laughs> speed. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, I'll, I'll always give you the, the heck about, I wish you were still on the Honda, but, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's awesome to see, man. I like that. Uh, this new, uh, team you're with, I like how you've kind of gelled right in there. You clicked in there. You got, uh, another fast guy on the other side of the sport there that you kind of get to look at and, and see that. And, and Joel Hetrick is, uh, 
another one of them guys just like you. He, he's so fast, and it's amazing to watch what they what you two can do on on ATV because. I never got to that level, but I, I, I wish I could have. And I think it's just awesome to see, man. Man, Michael, I, I really appreciate the kind words, man. It's great to get, to get to talk to you, too. I mean, it's every time I get to talk to you, it's always seems like fast pace. And, and uh, it'd just be so nice to sit down, you know, have a beard and, and have Landon Wolf come over and talk about our XCP <laughs> days, man. Yeah, that, that'd be nice. Well, I mean, with those the, were the best days of racing, though. You well, know, and now I you can always, you you can always, um, I always tell you this every time I see you this, but uh, you can always get up in the morning and come down to breakfast at the at the hotel because me and your dad <laughs> always meet at the breakfast. Bed. Every time I look over, there's Chris, and I'm like, hey, Chris, hey, Mikey, how you doing, buddy? And we sit there and talk, and I'm like, where's Bryce? Oh, he's still in bed. <laughs> all right, all right. So. These, these days you, you will catch me down there because you know back in the day i was not a morning person <laughs> i was you know, i was a late late night or a late night owl and then i'd want to sleep to the sun just just till noon if i could so yeah. uh now these days i get up a little bit earlier so uh, that definitely helps but um Dude, the XC2 college A days, I mean, those were some of the best times of racing ever. You know, whenever it's just, yeah, the the pressures of, of money and time and, you know, working and, and, you know, blah, 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 this and that. It was just more or less just a, just, just a kid out there riding four-wheeler, and, and that's all we knew. And that, that's just, it's so much simpler times. And it, it's kind of like talking about high school, you know, you forget how – how easily a guy had it back then in, in a sense, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, 100%. Those times were so much fun. And, uh, the people that we came up race, racing with the SICC boys, uh, Andy from Hilltop, all of them, Chad Jones and Landon Wolf and, uh, everyone that, 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 you know, Marshall goings and, and, uh, that whole crew. I mean, we, we had some great times, great battles, such great people. And, um, we really you know, throughout did, man. The years, it's like, you know, we've we we we've been racing for a long time, and some of the people we came up with racing are, are aren't still here today. You know, and it's there's new crowd and and some new new faces here and there, and and uh, some of the good old boys that we came up racing with just you know they they made moved on and they're not racing, and uh, I'll always forever cherish those memories and those moments because God, it was fun. Yeah, it definitely was, man. And you threw out some names there that I, that I can remember back in the day because um not all didn't always have a lot of help you know i had few people in my corner um pretty closed uh knit group and you you were throwing out andy at, at hilltop man uh i remember we raced um iron man in 2012 and it was just a muddy mess and it was back yeah. when iron man before they brought all the rocks and all the pavement in and stuff like you, we yep. literally had a brand new truck and they hooked a, a tractor to it to pull us into the end of the racetrack. <laughs> and, um, I, I I was leading for a while there and, uh, one of your old buddies ended up getting me uh Braden Hanthorn. And, oh, uh, Braden, yeah, well, I, I blame it. I blame it on, um, Corbin Knox. And, and, and at, the, at that time it was angel. They were down in the woods somewhere and she pointed me into a line and it was not the line. I took. <laughs> and luckily, luckily Corbin was there and he got me out, but that's where, that's where Braden got me. And I just kind of rode by myself all day. And, um, uh, one of them deals that I come into a pretty good mud hole and I got stuck and, 
there was a guy standing there and you're always just begging for help in those situations. And I, and I look at the guy and I'm like, Hey sir, can you help me? And he's like, listen, I'm going to get down there and I'm going to help you get out of there. He's like, but don't get me muddy. He's like, don't spin. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, all right, uh, you know, I got you. So he gets down and we're both kind of working on it. And I'm, wa- I'm watching my throttle, you know, to where I'm not throwing mud way in air just cause he's digging me out. And um, a guy that's not with us anymore, but I'm, I know you had a lot of battles with him, and I had some too. Uh, Pat McGuire just yep. just buried it right next to us. And, oh, I mean, man. Pat stayed in the rev limiter, and mud was going 30 feet in the air, and it covered that guy. And I looked at him, and I was like, sir, I'm sorry. He's like, nope. He's like, come on. He's like, he pushed me up out of there, and he looked at Pat, and he goes, you're on your own. So I ended up getting second, and, man, it was so bad that people couldn't even get up to the podium. Like, there, there was so much mud there. People couldn't get to the podium, oh. and I looked around, and there stood Andy, and he had a fire, one of them water fire extinguishers, and he's like, you need some help cleaning up your bike? And I was like... I love it. He's like, you've ran my stickers for a couple of years. He's like, I got no problem. So he came over and cleaned up my bike and helped me get up <laughs> on the podium. And I just, I, I'll never forget stuff like that, man. Cause oh, yeah. uh, GNCC is definitely, it's a family, it's a family environment. And you, you learn, you get like just relationships with people from different States that you don't talk to every day, but you, when you see them, man, they're your friends. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's cool. It's cool to hear that stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it cool. Is, it's cool. It's so cool to get to hear like you guys talk about like the old days and then back when like, I mean, I'm sure both at that point in time, both your guys' goals was like, okay, just to see how far you can get on that mountaintop. And like Bryson, yep. like this past season, you reached the mountaintop, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and you're carrying that number one plate. And a lot of people say like, man, that number one plate's heavy, but it looks pretty light. <laughs> it, looks, it looks pretty light on you this year. Um, how does it feel to go from being the pursuer and being the hunter to to now being defender? Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. Round one, it, I didn't feel like I came in with, uh, you know, my best, you know, light the world on fire, you know, had the, the, the fire in my eye and all that, you know, is whenever you, you take off racing for so long and you don't race for, for, you know, a few months and, um, it's hard to recreate those moments in those situations. Cause you know, you can't practice, you can't go to the local race, you know, there's nothing that, that, that is like a GNCC and, um, you know, every race you get under your belt from round one to two to now three, you know, you get better, better and better and more sharper, sharper. And you, you, the interviews, the racing, everything. And, you know, Round one, I definitely did great. You know, um, I got to the front early, rode a smooth, a, a clean race. But, um, you know, that number one plate, I don't feel like it's 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 too heavy or anything like that. I just, I, I look at it like it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the goal is uh, to not be the only person in a long list of a, a lot of great legends to, to not back it up. And um, I remember Walker talking about that in uh, 2015. That was his only goal. And, and that's my only goal at this moment in time is, you know, uh, that's probably the heaviest thing on me is uh, not the one plate, but, uh, you know, not be the only guy in, in the last years to, to not be able to back it up. So um, that's what we're shooting for. That's the goal. We've worked hard this winter. We've got some great people. We've got a strong program on top of what we always what we already had. And, uh, man, we're pumped. I mean, I'm swinging my leg over the bike. I'm smiling. I'm happy. And I'm going riding, you know, whatever workload I got going on during the week, you know, whatever's going on, whatever problems, you know, practice bike giving me fits, 
you know, every other time I'm riding it, it's getting to the point where it's getting weak on me and, and getting a lot of time and, you know, issues are coming up every time I ride it and, and I'm not getting upset anymore. I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> you know, but um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being at the races. I'm enjoying riding my bike and, uh, you know, hope I'm going to keep on riding that wave and take it as far as I can. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, and it's like you said, it's, that's something being the one to or being somebody that has to 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 go in and be the defender of a title um i never really thought of of how much weight that actually probably carries in itself and just like you said that sounds like like that i mean that would be a, a heavy weight so you went from you know i i need to be the guy to like try to chase walker and and get my championship to now like okay now now i have it now i have to make sure that 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 i that i stay here too um so i'm sure i'm sure that is heavy uh but um you you mentioned that that you did you know you're over at phoenix racing uh this year how was that transition like it looked um uh it looked it, it came i don't know if it came in late towards the end of the year but we found out pretty close to the season starting um how how's that been for you oh man it's been great you know uh we's already all great friends you know i, I knew david eller for, for you know two or three years beforehand his brother wayne you know uh we we talked we had already talked on the phone so many times you know my dad and uh, wayne and myself and wayne you know we've already had so many laughs so many memories and, and things over the years you know we've kind of become close and um it just flowed. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It just, um, you know, we're three races in and it already just feels like we've been, you know, together for way longer than just three races. And, um, you know, to, to join underneath the tent with Joe Hetrick as my teammate, you know, that is one bad dude on a four wheeler. And, uh, we was at, um, uh, practice track, um, back in what early February, late January, I think last week of January, first week of February, sometime around that. And I was just watching that dude rip around the MX track and I was just like, damn, that guy <laughs> is a bad man. Like he is on such ride a high level on that MX bike. I mean, he's throwing it wherever he wants, doing whatever he wants. And it was just it was so cool to see him just laying it down. And mm-hmm. um it's so cool, I think, for you know, the A T V side of uh of the world to 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 have you know, two guys underneath the same tent, you know, like Joel and like me. And I think it's really cool for, for a first time um, to have two number one plates of, of each discipline. And, um, you know, DASA, DASA engines and, and exhaust, you know, they, they brought me on this year and uh, we joined with them. And it's very cool as well as that, you know, Joel, he runs DASA and then uh, Brad Riley, who uh, uh, runs the TT series and he's the number one at that. He runs DASA. So, um, you know, they, they have a strong, uh, overall package of, of MX, of uh, TT, of uh, GNCC, almost every discipline on ATV there is to offer. So, you know, I've got in with some great guys and um, it's just going real smooth. And man, I, I couldn't be more happy. That uh, I actually was going to ask you about that, uh, Bryson. Um, I know you're from Ohio and uh, me being from West Virginia, I know how hard it is to, to ride during the winter and different stuff like that. Did you spend quite a bit of time down around the Phoenix area, like the Phoenix's shop and, and riding with um, Grayson and, and uh, Joel, or did you still do your, your kind of in your little thing? Now, I only got to ride with Joel and Grayson one time, and that was, um, you know, we did the photo shoot, and um, we, we did the photo shoot that day, and then we went riding, and uh, we, we really only got to do that day. You know, uh, Joel and Grayson was down at Decker's pretty well 
the entire winter, you know, leading up to the, to the series almost. Um, so, uh, we, we definitely all talked about that, you know, we are going to get back together, uh, whether it's the MX track, most likely MX track is I never get to ride MX at home. And every time I get to ride MX anywhere, oh my God, it's so much fun. Cause it's so much different cause I never get to do it. So we're going to get back together and do that again. But, um, you know, mostly, you know, I'm at home and, um, and, uh, throughout most of the winter, I, I got to go down to the Carolinas twice on two different weekends, but that was it. Yeah. That, that definitely makes it tough. I, I remember in my days, and that was back um, when before GNCC decided to uh, call mess up the schedule. Um, <laughs> I, I used to really enjoy, we would go down the week before um, Florida and ride for a week, and then we would do like the Durham town the next week and hit Georgia. But I, I always loved that week of, of Florida because we would get down there like on Friday night, and then Saturday we were racing somewhere, and then Sunday riding somewhere, and then it seemed like, every night there's a motocross track down there that's open and all of us cross country boys would just go take over it. And it was, it was really cool to see just that, like how well different people can ride in different, different disciplines. I rode a lot with Gabe Phillips and, um, and Chris Bithel was around and it was funny well, because Bithel never raced, never rode a, uh, an ATV at any of the motocross track. He would race his, he'd go ride his dirt bike and, he would literally be the fastest dirt bike out there every week. And I'm like, why are you on a four wheeler? Like when you're this fast on a dirt bike, he's like, Oh, I like racing my quad. And I'm like, all right. right." But it it was, it was cool to see that. And of course it's a lot easier on machine, but got to hang out with just a lot of different people back then, you know, uh, Josh Epperman hung out with those, that crew a lot. And just to see like, up, he was such a cool dude, man. And, And, uh, um, the boy from Texas. I'll think of his name here in a minute. Uh, Pat Brown. Uh, well, no, Pat Brown, but um, Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown. Yeah. Oh, Thomas yeah. Brown would show up, and it, it, it's amazing to watch how fast those guys are on a motocross track. Oh my because gosh. you guys know me back in my motocross days. I, I wasn't a slouch, but right. I wasn't extremely fast either. So, like, I watch those guys, and I'm like, how in the world? Like, right. So, I'm, I'm sure Bryson gets a little bit of a backseat when he sees Joel go out there just because Bryson by no means is a slouch at all, but right. watching Joel go around that track is, I mean, at Daytona, he won by what? 13, 14 seconds? Yeah. That's just, on you know, an eight-time champion. Right. I mean, that's just, it's amazing. So. Right. Yeah. And he celebrated very, very good with that. I mean, he came across the finish and just put his hands up like, where's everybody at? I was wondering like, <laughs> if there was some trash talking going, because I, I, I mean, I don't know Joel personally, but I know Joel like, I know Joel back when he rode for Can-Am and we were in his trailer at Durham Town and stuff like that and we hung out. And Joel was always just one of the guys that you could, you could approach, man. He'd talk to you like a yeah. regular human being. And, uh, hung out with him quite a bit. He was always just a really mellow guy. And then when I watched Daytona, I saw him come across the line and I'm like, it was like, he had a vendetta for somebody. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who he's mad at, but he, uh, he proved his point. So you're exactly right. Like when I, when I first met Joel with the, uh, Yamaha night of champions, you know, Brooke and me, we hung out with Joel and, um, his wife, Carly pretty well the whole night. Cause pretty well the only people we knew there. And uh, <laughs> yeah. man, we talked about so much, but that's, that's my first, you know, really feeling. I mean, he's just a super humble, just good dude. Yes, I mean, um, and then getting to hang out with him down there at Phoenix, you know, at the shop and stuff. 
I mean, that dude is awesome. But when he puts that helmet on, he means business. I yeah. mean, he is a bad man on that bike. And um, it's hard to look good on an MX track when Joel Hetrick's out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, Br- Bryson, real quick, last question I have for you. Real, I know you're short on time. But do you feel like this year, since that number one plate's on, do you feel like people are kind of racing you a little bit different, differently this year? Um, You know, I, I don't think so. You know, I, I think that it's been the same, you know, um, I, I don't feel like anyone has raced me differently, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, I, you know, it's no, I, I really don't as, as of right now today, I, I think I can probably say that, no, I don't think that anyone has, but because I think, think back, you know, buckwheat last year, no one gave me anything at that racetrack, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was fifth, you know, Walker was in the lead and right. uh, as the, you know, fever pitch of the championship had, had to be me and him mono and mono and mm-hmm. nobody gave me nothing, you know, passing through the pack twice. So, uh, and this year the same, you know, I know Jared, he did pull over for me at, uh, at Florida, but you know, there is strategy with that. type oh, of yeah, stuff. I, but, he's hoping probably to hook know, on to you. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what he, you know, he did hook on to. We, we never talked about that before the race or anything like that at all. You know, me and Jared were friends, but, mm-hmm. you know, on the racetrack, we, 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 we respectively race each other. But, you know, if, if he, if he can run it on me, he's going to do it. And mm-hmm. uh, the same for me as well. And I think that, you know, he didn't like me, you know, being, you know, so, so early on in the race, <laughs> kind of like, you know, on him in a way and i think he's just wanting to see what i was doing and see you know my lines and mm-hmm. i think it pulled him you know it, i think plus 20 seconds 20 wow. 25 seconds ahead of the next group battle so i think you know uh, that's just how that worked out but well, I, you know i don't it, think anyone's giving me you know i think it's the same the still racing this year yeah, as right. it was last yeah. year i've always wondered you know w- with that too like you know you have you see the the number one coming behind you. And I've always wondered, like, man, I wonder if these guys, like, try to wick it up when yeah. they see the number one come behind them. Yeah, or, like, sure. I mean, it's probably one of two things. Either try to wick it up and see how long you can stay in front of Bryson or, like – I think the strategy kind of goes the other way, like like Bryson said. It's, it's almost up. like just try to – especially if if Bryson catches you so quickly. And um, uh, Bryson will actually get a kick out of this. The, the guy that was leading you for a little bit this weekend and Josh Merritt – um, it seemed like when I raced Josh, if I caught him, Josh would turn around and see it was me, and he would immediately just pull over. And, I, and I, at Ironman, he was in the lead and immediately just pulled over. And I got pulled up beside him. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, you go. You go. And I'm like, all right. And after the race, I talked to him. He was like, man, he's like, you caught me out of nowhere. He's like, I didn't have a pace. He said, but when you went by me, he said, I, I found a different gear. He said, I felt more comfortable. And I'm the same way. Like if I'm riding by myself, I've got a certain pace I do by myself. But if somebody catches me, then all of a sudden I find a little bit, a little bit more, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I try to hang on. And, and it may, like you said, 25 seconds, 30 seconds yeah. a lap is is a lot. Yeah. So it, it's wild to yep. see what you guys can do together versus you know when you're only on your own. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That, you know, and there is you know, there's the kind of an unwritten rule you know like a, a gentleman's agreement i guess you could say that you know if if there's a guy in the lead and um you know he checked out from the guy who's in second and the guy who was in third rose up from the guy in second and, you know and he's obviously you know all over him trying to get around and, and the, the guy in the lead's out of sight you know it's kind of like a thing throughout the years where it's like hey you know it's early if it's the last lap that's one thing but if it's like the first lap you know 
hey, I'm going to see what this guy's going to do. I'm going to see what he's doing, see if I can latch on to him, see if he can pull me to the front or just see his lines and see what he's doing or I'm not going to, you know, hold him up. If he's really got the pace to, to track him down and do it, you know, that's kind of what happens sometimes mm-hmm. whenever you see a guy pull over for – early in the race like that mm-hmm. yeah see and that's why you guys have made this sport so daggone fast because <laughs> you keep being so nice and pulling over each other then just pulling each other to these insane speeds <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot but yeah buddy uh, do what i was gonna say yeah yeah you're good good oh well it's just um man it's it's fast racing like that past this past weekend in georgia that was a gp you know, that was exactly mm-hmm. like fast tracks down, down in Ohio. Oh yeah. You know, we had ribbons on both sides. Um, there was no tight twisty chicanes except for the finish line. I mean, the entire track was just all systems go rock and roll. I mean, very tight passing, you know, nowhere to really get off the track. Cause it was like landmines, you know, they had so many stumps and logs and things. And on the first lap, um, there was still a little bit of debris in the track. And I don't know how many people, you know, if you went up and down the morning and asked how many people got a stick in their front, in their front a arms or, you know, caught up in them. Um, you know, when I was in third behind Hunter, you know, he kicked up two or three sticks and I kept on wanting to creep up on him and, you know, try to get close to make a pass. But man, there was two or three times where like a stick would just pop up just right. And it just scared the hell out of me. Cause it's like, <laughs> That that's all it takes for you know to puncture a radiator, oh, yeah. to yeah. get jammed in your bike, it twists something or, or wreck you, or you know, or you have to hop off and and, and grab it and pull it out, you know. So um, the track was just different. It was um, it was all around just a high speed GP race, and um, I actually had fun with it. You know, at, at the very end, my my consensus was just it was different. Don't get me wrong, and I, I know a lot of people, you know, probably didn't like it, or maybe some people did. But at the end of the day, I did enjoy it because it was it was just something so different. We don't mm-hmm. get to do it CCs every day. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you guys were glad that it wasn't a day later too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that too. Oh my god, those guys got. And oh my god, like Mason Raider, whenever he put it on his story that you know, to come all the way over from the pit section to the starting line, you know, it's it's I don't know, it's probably gotta be between a half mile to a mile long from the finish line all the way over, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the only road to get there, you know, I'm seeing a truck, you know, almost over his tires <laughs> driving in water to get to the start. Wow. Like imagine a dirt bike dude just like cruising to the start and, and he just happens to lay it over. Don't even make it to the first. <laughs> just, just swallows his bike there. It's wow. not. It's not a GNCCT. You can't make it to the starting line. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, hey, hey, uh, Bryson, man, appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Uh, uh, appreciate your time tonight, and uh, man, it's good talking to you. And we look forward to uh, watching you get back at it here in a couple of weeks. Hi, right, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, had a great time. Michael, it's great talking to you, brother. And, yeah, uh, yeah. man, let's hop on uh, here in the podcast here in a couple more races and, and uh, keep recapping. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, man. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. And, uh, yeah, good luck in the next race, buddy. Yep. Yeah, best of luck, All Bryce. Right, and I hope to meet you at the uh, at the breakfast table there one morning sometime soon. So. <laughs> right, man. Well, I'll have the coffee waiting on you. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good, I'm going to try to beat you up this time. <laughs> good, good luck, man. I'm I'm old. I get up with the sun now. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bryson, you have a good evening, buddy. All right, you guys too. See you. Bye, right, bye.
All right, guys, that's yeah. Bryce O'Neill. Made fun. Always fun to talk to Bryce. Yeah. He's always a good interview and uh, uh, just good to. I really enjoyed Enjoy listening that. to him. Yep. Him and Mike talk. Yeah. I bet you we could have made like an hour long on show out of Easy. just that. Uh, the thing I get started on, and I don't know how to quit. So <laughs> hey, that's, that's what podcasts are, right? That's uh, what we do. I, Bryce and like I said, me and him, we grew up like. Uh, well, I was older and they were younger, and I always, like he was mentioned, Landon Wolf. I always tell them boys, I'm like, you know, you guys were still kids, and I, I was old chasing y'all around. Like, right. so I, I wish I could have been like a part of their group, you know, young like that, and and be able to do it. But I wasn't. But I'm not going to take anything away from the fun that we had. Yeah. Uh, I always remind Bryson. Uh, I think where we're at, we're in Indiana in 2000, 2012, and. No, made 2013. 2013, and he's got a GoPro of it, and I led him for a long time. And then we come up to this section, and I just hit it like I normally would, and I look over, and Bryson has got this line picked out. I don't know how he's seen it. And he just goes by me, and I'm like, like if I had a GoPro on, you would have heard me in my helmet going, what? And I, <laughs> And, and that was uh, that was like the last I saw of him. But I, I let him for a long time. I was like, remember that time I was leading you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so uh, before we shift gears to the two-wheel action and talk about that mud fest on Sunday with uh, your XC1 winner, Craig DeLong, mm -hmm. Brandon, what do we got to do? We got to do the Sunstar Shifting Gears segment. Sunstar Shifting Gears segment. Uh, now, Devin has a list of questions that was sent in via Instagram or, and Facebook. And then I think there's a couple in the comments section. So, uh, Devin, what do you got for us tonight? Now, these are, Mike, these are quick, like. Try to fast, fast as we can get. Yeah. Well, about 30 well, seconds. Depends 30, yeah. on who you ask. Because yeah. Rodney said 30 seconds. And, and then, then he went like four minutes yeah. and still didn't get to the point. I didn't even get, yeah. But the rest of us, <laughs> the rest just, of us only started, got 30 seconds. Just so start, let's make this. You guys start arguing with me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Got to make your point. Yeah, exactly. All right. Ratchet68 said thoughts on five bonus fantasy points for guessing the XC1 quad and or bike whole shot winner. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. The only thing is, is with, I'm trying to create, we're trying to create it within the website limits. And right now we're having a hard time getting these guys to even understand the basic rules of the game. So maybe that's something that we can look to in the future. We've talked about yeah, other we've things. We've talked about, about like morning race stuff yeah. maybe like like even like maybe picking like a wild card a winner. wild card like a, maybe like a, a fourth place in the morning race or something yeah. crazy like that if you guess it right you get whatever but we have thought about stuff like that yep. all right chomper 419 says that we should ask all the riders if there's anything different or weird they do before every race well we miss bryson yeah but uh mike yep. is there anything different or weird you do before each race no i mean most riders have their own little ritual um everyone's different i mean i've seen people do jumping jacks and push-ups on the starting line and then me being old racing the vet class i looked over and, and jeff pickens was eating a slice of pizza on the starting <laughs> line so it's uh it, it's everybody's different i know bill balance would eat a, a cheeseburger before mm -hmm. he would go wow. and then and then you look over at chris porch who's always just been the epitome of fitness <laughs> and he's not eating a cheeseburger <laughs> so it's everybody's got their own okay. little thing and you just got to figure out what works for you don't forget about the guy that's ever like smoking like a pack of cigarettes before he goes out that, uh, <laughs> actually there there is a guy out there yeah i'm sure todd, todd muscala yeah well there's there's even better than that um i know a name that you guys will probably remember by the name of brian wolf mm -hmm. um <laughs> and I rode for Tom at ATV4Play. Tom would tell me these stories because him and Brian were, were good friends. And 
they were at Etchikani, Georgia at the, uh, at the XC or at the motocross race because Brian raced motocross first and he was running pro-am and Tom said, I just remember looking over and he said, Brian's bike rolls up to the line and they had that, like that concrete start there. He said, Anna freeze is pouring out of the bike. He said, Brian has his helmet up on top of his head and he's got a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> and he's like right there on the pro-am line. <laughs> he's like, and the gate drops and Brian pulls the whole shot and is leading for a while. <laughs> like, yeah, you couldn't, couldn't ask for anything different. Right. There, was a, there was a guy when I raced the Mountain State hair scrambles a couple of years ago, he would smoke a cigarette right, like, right before the 10-second call and then he had a fanny pack and he'd stick those cigarettes in the fanny pack <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, if I break down, I'm not going to be alone. <laughs> I'm more of a, I'd like to eat cookies before the race. Mm-hmm. So uh, chocolate chip is that, cookies. Is that on the troll training diet yeah. plan? Yeah. yeah, it's right in there. Yeah. <laughs> he said you have to choose whether you want to eat or drink your calories. So. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Remember our good old Bob, uh, buddy Bob Rittenhouse, he'd have a pork barbecue in his hand, a bag of Skittles, and uh, some nachos and cheese. <laughs> we need to do a podcast with Bob we'll sometime. have to get him in one yeah. Bob would be good. That'd be yeah. a funny one. Next question. Right. This one's for uh, Mike. It says, have you ever had gas poured on your nuts? <laughs> well, you want to know, know, know who this question's from? I, I know who already <laughs> sent this one in. Uh, we had a, a small issue with our with our dump can, and I'm not giving IMS any problems. I think it was the operator. Probably. Um, we were at um, we were in Florida, and I, I think he was just too excited, and he tried to pull the dump can out too quick, and it... <laughs> It's like it dislodged open, and of course, what gas was left in came out oh. on me. And in Florida, not ideal. It's the worst um, place for that yeah. to happen. Yeah, not ideal. Um, so, it turns out the very next weekend at Georgia, he did the same thing, but I was prepared. So <laughs> I was already standing up when it happened, and it, and it missed me. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a running camp. Was the was the person that did this the same person that asked the question? I'm I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> that's my guess. Yeah. Um, he he. We talked about him earlier about complaining and uh-huh. because he's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> All right. This one's from Sunstar. Would you rather be a genius no one believes or an idiot everyone believes? Uh, we Ooh. fall into one of those categories already. I just don't know which one. <laughs> um, I got a lot of people who believe me, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the category I thought we all would fall yeah, into. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd rather be a genius that nobody believes, right? I'm, I don't know. If you're a genius that no one believes, then they'll believe you after yeah. they're wrong. Doug Kirk loves these riddle questions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Andy, JWP, YFZ Racer. It says, real life MX versus ATV. Top three XC1 ATVs versus top three XC1 bikes. What would the podium be? Ooh. I guess it depend on where, right? Where are we at? Well, we talking like a GNCC, like I'm. I'm assuming it's a that's GNCC. the XC1. Yeah, yeah. XC1. So uh, like Benny, they didn't pick a track. So as as much as I want to give the ATV guys credit, <laughs> right. um, I don't know if you remember when Barry retired, he came back to GNCC and actually trailed on a dirt bike and got a lot of video footage. And he hung right there with the front guys on on quads, mm-hmm. um, not taking anything away from them because trust me, I I can't keep up with them. They're fast, but he was able to get a lot of good footage right there behind them. And of course, Barry's up in age at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like the question more be like if they switched disciplines right. and then went out <laughs> there because that's where I give all the quad riders you know yeah. their due because. Right. 
more guys can jump off an ATV and race a dirt bike than a dirt bike guy can jump off that and jump right. and jump on an ATV. Do you, do you remember? This makes me think. Do you remember back when uh, Shane Hit and Mitch Ward at Pyramid used to go out and battle? Um, I was out there with them. Yeah. I had the daylight scared out of me by Mitch. <laughs> um, I jumped the backside tabletop over here at Pyramid. And I could just hear this revving, and I was like, man, who, who is that? Like, there's nobody out here as fast as me. Like, who, who in the world? And I'm looking, and, of course, it's night practice. You, you can't see. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking. I can just hear this bike. And then finally it, it, we land up there on the top to take the turn, and it's Mitch up on the top <laughs> knocking the tires off the top of the turn up there and S-turns. And I'm like, where, where did he come from? You know? yeah. But now I will say that um, – John, well, he was yeah. running the gate down there one night, and I was the only ATV guy left uh, on a practice night. And a bunch of the uh, dirt bike guys were there. And John's like, "Hey, you know, would you care if Lancaster jumps in with you guys?" And of course, they all didn't—they didn't want me out there because I'm on a couch. Yeah. And uh, John was like, "Well, listen," he's like, "I'll give you guys five minutes, and I'll give him 10. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, no, 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 he—he he can go with us." So I let them all go, and I went out, and of course. Being my home track, I was pretty quick there. Right. I passed everybody, and I was trying to throw whips, everything, everything I could, you know. Yeah. When I pulled into the trailer, I was like, y'all ever seen a stroller go that fast before? <laughs> and everyone, they all hated me instantly. Yeah. Hated I was me there instantly. that night. I remember that. Yeah. They all hated me instantly. I was just like, man, and I have no, like, I don't care what you ride. I, I love racing no matter right. what it is. Like, have, have fun with it. Don't hate the other discipline. I know yeah. they get mad because we take out ruts and right. – different stuff but i've helped out dirt bike guys too and and i've told them you know like hey a lot of times when you come into them field sections it's nice to have that berm that we built and he's like well yeah you gotta you got a point and i'm like it's it's nice to have that berm every now and then so. right yeah that, that's a hard question like especially through the woods you have to give the guy the dirt bike um just ride racing a dirt bike in the woods like the lines you can straight track a lot more lines than you can on a quad just because like you can go between trees like you yeah. rode with me before yeah. and you're like I never thought about that line before. So. <laughs> I never thought about because it, it couldn't fit through it. Right. The, the craziest ones I love with with dirt bike guys is that like when they come up to a, a like a double tree area, and it's tight, and you watch them bring the front wheel off the ground and turn their bars so they get through the tree easier. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're not doing it's, that. It's nah. sketch, man. Like you're That's, gonna rip off one wheel and then you're gonna have a. Bent, so why Stu always have, comes with uh, yeah, with his jersey ripped rip off, off his sleeves? You're Dude. gonna have a bent axle on a quad. Yeah. And I, you just, you're not gonna do that stuff. So I just yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Once again, different disciplines. So, yeah. 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 You'd have to give I'd say the top three dirt bike guys and then the top three quads is right behind them but i mean that's only i can to answer the question and it yeah. also i think depends on like you said what what track you're at. right different yeah. tracks are going to or suit right. atvs better and different tracks going right. to suit bikes better so yeah. if you hit a track like let's just say fast tracks gp style um that's not you know cut the ruts out you know get a little like quads got an advantage yeah. but you give a deep ruts where the quads have to fade around the bike's got an advantage yes. so yeah that's just the way it goes um uh definitely more you got one uh, I think we don't have time for about one last question. You got a good one? Uh, so there's questions on here that maybe we can get some answers to in the future. But to what extent is Yamaha involved with Phoenix Racing support-wise? Is it equivalent to the 2000s or more of a satellite deal trying to gauge Yamaha's involvement as the last man standing? So I think we could probably reach out to the Ellers about that in the future and mm -hmm. get an answer for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll have to reach out. I mean... I'm going to say it's probably not the same as the early 2000s. Uh, no, I, I would say I don't more. think just because there was a lot of money going around at that point. Yeah, I don't think the helps in the ATV side there near as much as as what, what it, it was. Be, yeah. yeah, I mean, I miss the days when we had you know five 
production <laughs> oh, yeah. ATVs on the front line. So. Yeah. Yeah. Those were different days. Those were definitely different days. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, guys, that's been your Sunstar Shifting Gears segment. We are now going to switch gears again, and uh, (laughs) we're going to talk to your XC1 winner of the general, uh, Craig DeLong. So after the commercial break, we'll be right back with Craig. You've seen them at the track. Now online. Magna1Motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon. Join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back. And uh, on the line, we are joined by the winner mm-hmm. of the general GNCC. First ever win, first ever GNCC overall win, Craig DeLong. Craig, what's going on, man? Uh, not much, not much at all. Just hanging out. Yeah, man. Excited to have you on. Uh, I'm sure it's been a uh, really exciting week for you so far. Uh, um, I mean, how's it feel to, uh, to finally get that first one in the bag? Uh, it feels good. It really feels really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Just, um, I don't know, just kind of trying to take it all in and enjoy it and, uh, try to obviously enjoy it as much as I can. I got a, an enduro coming up this weekend, so I can't really you know enjoy it too much but just uh reflecting and you know and just uh thinking back on on what i did so that was pretty much about it that's awesome you, so- you still picking the mud out, out of your <laughs> eyes or what <laughs> no no we, i got everything pretty much cleaned up on monday so we're been pretty pre- been pretty lucky that way other than uh yeah just and i want a mess that's for sure <laughs> so so completely honest Going to the starting line and and uh, uh, seeing the conditions that you were ready to have to face, 
Were you at that point excited about the race that you were getting ready to have, or were you kind of like, oh, man, this is going to suck? <laughs> no, I was excited. I was um, – actually, I guess I was like 50-50. <laughs> I, I really – I like the mud, but, um, man, when it gets like that, it's – sometimes it's it's enjoyable. At the same time, it, it's not just because the – like those kind of conditions are stressful, man, just – having to, to manage your bike and, you know, get through every tough section clean and not, you know, getting stuck and, and stuff like that. And right. I, I thought for sure they would have, they would have called the race early just with how much water and, and bad it was. But, um, no, nah, it was, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I was excited, I guess. <laughs> You're excited. I mean, I, I don't want to get too far off topic, but yeah, I mean, excited was, was, uh, I guess a good word to use. Right. So I'll tell you what, what I love about this is it wasn't just like a, to me this way, it wasn't just a fluke mud ra- mud racer win because the week before down in Florida, dude, yeah, you had exactly. a heck of a podium showing some speed late in the race, you're, you know, riding great. And then you come back and you back it up the next week, the following week in this nasty mud in this condition and, and win your first XC1 race to me that that's awesome. Like to me, it's not sh- saying that you're just a guy that's rides rides good in the mud and got lucky, right? Like you you're you're working your way this way. You've earned this one, and uh, there's I think there's gonna be a couple more to come for you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I really do. I mean, I actually was kind of thinking the opposite that it maybe was a little bit not a fluke, but you know, a mud race like that is anything can happen, right? So like, uh, I mean. To to solidify like a, a not them saying it's not it wasn't a true win but like you know a true win you know not a true win that sounds bad but <laughs> like a dry race is right. like you know what I mean you know what I'm trying to say like mm-hmm. it's more legit I you know some people may look at it but um, but not no the fact that I you know I've been on the podium a couple times and consistently kind of up front here the last two races has been the uh, Definitely solidifying for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, Craig, this is uh, Mike Lancaster here. Um, I had a couple questions, like um, like coming into the last lap, you know, do you, do you kind of tone it down a little bit, just being the conditions that it is, or, or are you still trying to keep the pace you've been doing the whole race, or, or what's like what's your mindset going into the last lap there? Um, no, I was trying to keep the same pace. I, honestly, like my bike was running fine. I was – wasn't sputtering or, or stalling on me or anything crazy like that. So I was just trying to keep the pace going. Um, I didn't know that the lead that I had until I got into the last lap. Um, I had stopped. Um, Caleb actually had cleaned out my exhaust pipe because the mud kind of was closing in on, the, you know, closing up the exhaust. Oh, wow. And uh, I kind of stopped for five seconds or so. And he's like, you got a minute lead or, or a minute 10 or something. And I'm like, and I, I didn't know that at the time. Like, I had rode the whole last, you know, the fourth lap and didn't see them guys. I just figured, you know, they were, you know, just out of sight. And when he said that, it was like, it was almost like the worst thing he could have said because it's like I started thinking about stuff. And, <laughs> it's in your head um, big time then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And uh, I didn't fall all race until the last lap. I fell like three times the last lap. And, uh, 
Man, I thought I was going to throw it away, to be honest with you. I was just Which doing... is the worst time just for the fact of is you're exhausted and the bike's the heaviest it's been the whole entire race. Uh, yeah. And and I know I, I I race ATVs for years and I know like those last lap crashes where you got to get off the bike they're they're the worst just your your body never really gets back into the flow quite as well just it's so tired. Yeah, exactly. I I wasn't like honestly I was pretty pretty good there at the end. I wasn't tired. or wasn't like super fatigued. Um, it was just more my my mindset like just kind of i started thinking about things and like then once i started crashing i was on the ground for you know 10 seconds 15 seconds and it's like oh man i'm really gonna i'm gonna be seeing him here pretty soon and like i got it was probably about halfway through the lap and i'm like almost hit myself in the head like man like you need to start thinking straight here and get this thing done and uh once i did that i was i was i was good i kind of like snapped out of it and got back into the zone and kind of put my head down and just put down solid, you know, miles to the end. And that was, uh, yeah, I'm glad I did that because, um, I don't know if I didn't, it, it could have been a different story, you know? Right. Oh man. You'd hate to give that up after, <laughs> after being out so far in front and, and just doing everything you can. One thing that I thought was, I guess, kind of scary from a rider's perspective is, Man, there were some holes out there. It looked like that you didn't really know where the bottom was before you entered into them, and then like even even the finish line area looked like it was it was treacherous. Yeah, it was it, the whole thing was treacherous, man. Like you know, getting the start, and I said it a couple times. Like I didn't really want to lead. Um, I led for probably the first two or three miles or so, but off the start. And Stu, I think, was second. And he was, like, kind of feeling racy, like, kind of showing me wheel here and there. And I'm like, I didn't give him the position, but I kind of, like, you know, he got a run on me. I just kind of, like, you know, here, you, you want to lead? Like, I'd love to follow you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and we ran, it was a four miles at the morning race, didn't run. And that's kind of the section we were heading into that um, he took over the lead. And, man, there was a lot of water. Just um, And he was kind of, like, almost wanting to break away a little bit. And, like, I, I knew I didn't, I didn't want to let him get away, but I didn't want to be the guy splashing all the water and puddles and finding those deep holes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and he was good all the way to the end of the lap, and it kind of bit him. And then I just kind of took the lead back over and – that's kind of what happened. Like Ashburn got around me again, kind of doing the same thing. And he kind of found a deep spot. I got back around him. And then, um, I just kind of finding myself in the lead because these guys were kind of having little mistakes like that, where they were just not necessarily pushing too hard, but, you know, maybe not taking a second or a half second to make sure that, you know, the hole they were driving into was, wasn't a deep rut. And, uh, you know, I took the time to, to make sure that, or as much as I could make sure that it wasn't a deep rut. I mean, so. sometimes you got to ride smarter, not harder, though, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 my biggest thing was I didn't want to bury my bike and lose those positions, you know, that I was already up front. You know, I didn't want to have to go all the way to the back because I was pulling my bike out of a rut, you know? Right. Well, I, I did just, see 
Go ahead, Mike. And just like at the end of the lap there, like the more you do that in the beginning of the race, you know, the more fatigue you will be at the end of the race. So exactly. it's, it's always good to, which I know pulling into some of them holes, like it's, it's a, you're, it's a gamble. <laughs> you just, you, you, you look at one and you're like, Oh, that's a good line. And then you get halfway through it and you're like, Nope, this wasn't the one. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And I found a lot of holes, like from those guys getting stuck. Like, I mean, I found a lot of places where I do not need to go. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, how does it feel um, as the little brother um, being the first one to have an XC1 win? <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, um, you know, my brother, he's got his own accomplishments in the Enduro Series, and, you know, a champion in that in that series. And um, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, really, it's really awesome to be able to kind of share that stuff with him because he's, you know, maybe not a GNCC winner, but a lot of actually two wins and a couple mm-hmm. overall podiums and kind of just we're able to have conversations and, and be able to like, you know, we both kind of experience the same thing. So it's, it's cool. And, um, you know, I know he's, he's, he's proud of me and happy for me, which is, which is awesome. It's, uh, it's cool to be able to experience that and, you know, have conversations like that. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so often you see like in, in across all sports, you'll see guys where, if they had an older brother that was really, really good at that sport, it just, it man, it just helps those guys, and I'm sure including yourself, like propel you. Like your growth is that much, you know, I don't want to say faster than theirs, but like you're able to see them and you're, you're kind of chasing them your whole life, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I was on a mini bike and he was on a big bike and I was just chasing him. And even when I got onto the big bikes, and you know, even when we were both professionals, it's like, I was always with him, like whether he was going riding with, you know, he was teammates with Josh Strang for a long time and, you know, just different people. Like mm-hmm. I got to go along cause I was, you know, with him. So that was a huge advantage for myself and to get me to where I'm at now for sure. And I mean, I got to owe a good amount of success that I've gotten because of him and being able to, tag along and ride with faster people when i was younger for sure yeah yeah that's that helps a lot when you have someone that that's you know the look especially who you look up to and you kind of want to be like and you know you want to be like them and then you're like well if i can go you know if i can keep up with them and be you know and you you ride with josh strang and and your brother and yeah that'd be that'd be sick so the stage (laughs) is like the stage is never I don't know. I don't want to say the stage is never like big, but I feel like if you're around that stage and you're around that caliber of rider and like, you know, one day when you line up beside string, like, well, you've already rode with him for a long time. So (laughs) it's, you know, it's not like you're not shell shocked. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that stage fright. and, (laughs) And it's also cool just because, I mean, the brother rivalry, you know, you're, you're always going to have a little bit. I, I actually help a couple of brothers in the ATV world right now in GNCCs. And, of course, they have their normal, you know, brothers bickering at each other. But it's cool to see how much they still help each other out. And and they're excited when the other one does well. Like, even if the other one doesn't have the best day, they're still right there for their brother. And I, I never got to enjoy that while I raced. But I just I think that's super cool. Um uh, and I wish more families could could see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I mean, he doesn't go to the races anymore, but he still watches them and pays attention. It's it's good to you know call him on a Sunday night or a Monday and just I I do value his opinion and and and, and stuff like that. And it's good to hear you know his perspective on things. And it's 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 good to hear that because it's I know that he's going to not that nobody else doesn't give you the straight answer, but I know that he knows more about myself than anybody else you know if that makes mm-hmm. sense well your brother's the the guy that you could call after your win last weekend and he's going to be like hey even though you won <laughs> i think you could do this a little bit differently and it might help you in the future kind of thing where yeah. a lot of people might be like oh you hey you won you know you did great out there and they don't give you that advice right so i think that definitely yeah. helps yeah no it does for sure yeah. it, it really does yeah. So, uh, you know, we're three rounds into the series and, uh, I mean, you're basically picking up where you left off last year, as far as just being right up there up front. I mean, last year finishing second overall in the series and, um, uh, really kind of establishing yourself and <clears throat> like Brandon mentioned earlier, like, like, you know, this win is, is for sure like not a fluke or, or the last one to come. And, and we're just, man, we're excited to see what you are able to do for the rest of the year. Cause I mean, man, finished second last year, you're third right now. And uh, uh, I mean, in, in extremely strong class, even though last year, you know, everybody could say, well, there was so many people missing. Well, you can't say that this year. It's a, it's a pretty tough class. Yeah. And that's uh it's it's definitely cool to see that last year, you know, wasn't a fluke, you know, like with the, the light class that we had and and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I feel like if I didn't have a year like I did last year, I think, you know, that was a big, a big confidence boost myself, just kind of getting those races under my belt and being able to get podiums and run up front there at the end of the year was, was big for me and I think helped. I kind of snowballed into, you know, my off season and, you know, this year. And then also just, you know, on Sunday where I was able to win, like I was just, the confidence was building and, and, um, yeah, just led to that. Right. So that's the um, most dangerous thing is confidence. Once you start to get that confidence going, man, it just, it seems to kind of just come easy for you. So, yeah. I feel like there'll be a lot more of, of you on the top step just for the simple fact of the confidence is, is, is creeping in there pretty good. I, sh- I sure hope so. That's for sure. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, it's cool. Like I'm in, I'm in the hunt, you know, now like, uh, I'm, I think I'm nine, nine points back from, from, I guess it be, would be Ben now, I guess, cause it was too. And then this mm-hmm. whole thing today, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but either way, it's the same, whether it's Ben or Stu, I'm still nine points back. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So, um, we had a question earlier for, on our segment. Do you do any like crazy, crazy, like, uh, pre-race rituals or anything like that to get ready for the race? No, no, not really. Um, I'm not superstitious about anything or, you know, Nothing like that. You're not um, you're not doing jumping jacks, eating a cheeseburger, or anything <laughs> like that before you before you get race. <laughs> no, no, not, nothing out of the ordinary. Just, um, yeah, just kind of try to treat you like a normal day for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the night the night before, just try to treat you like a any other night, right? Just just another day. Yeah, yeah. 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 So 
you know, you, you kind of mentioned the fact of like the, the stew and the bin thing happening, um, the switching of, of places in the race this weekend. I know that, you know, uh, stew was off the track a little bit, but I'm sure like, I'm sure it was tough for you guys when they're, they're rerouting the track here and there. And then I'm sure you're trying to find the edges of the track to where it's not deep. And, and uh, how hard was that to, to, to stay in the lines while racing this weekend? Um, yeah, it was definitely tough for sure. I mean, some parts were, were good, you know, like you could stay in the, in the main line that the quads had even run and then other parts, you know, it, it was 50 feet wide. So it was, it was kind of tricky. You got those spots where it's like, you know, you can't, you know, you can go down the middle and you know, it's going to be a hard bottom, but then you get to the spots where it's like, you know, it's kind of like, well, you got to like, you know, pick your way through it. And a lot of, and a lot of stuff, you know, sometimes you go all the way out and it's, you know, way out of the way or stuff like that. But a lot of times you can cross rut and kind of go through the middle and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was trying to do a lot of that because I know once you get so far out, you know, with them just timbering that, you had to deal with a lot of logs mm-hmm. and a lot of underbrush. So it's like the closer you could stay to the actual track was better. It's okay. just tough because the ruts and the water you couldn't tell so a lot of it it's like you're kind of cross running trying to go across what you think is ruts and and water right so Mm -hmm. it's you know places you do have to go keep going outside and outside but for the majority i was trying to stay as close as i could or on the main track as possible and don't forget about like the lappers that you're you're running into as you're coming up on these guys so you know if they're in a good line that you're in or that you want to take and you're like man i I got to go to a different line. You got to find a different line, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of the tricky part. And they didn't, I don't know how, you know, if they could tell if they were getting lapped or not, because I had a couple of people like, you know, racing me. And I was like, <laughs> I had to yell at them. Like, like you're getting lapped. Which I never had to yell before. Like, <laughs> but, uh, cause it was like, I was trying to, I had my goggles on and I was, fortunate to leave them on all race like i stopped and got new ones obviously at the pit but you know i didn't want to completely just toast my goggles racing the lapper right <laughs> so, um but yeah the lappers were, were definitely interesting and, and just just being you know all muddy like that they don't know whether you're right in your class or, or you're, you're leading right so it's i can't blame them i probably do the same thing but <laughs> Yeah, that would have um, sucked if a lapper came and, over and, and got, you're, it took you out or yeah, something. And you're not, you're not coming. At, you're not coming at the speed that they're accustomed to seeing you come at. Exactly. Yeah. And like we weren't like, I was pretty easy on not easy on my bike, but I was riding at a gear high, just lugging it, carrying speed. So it's like they couldn't. For one, they couldn't hear us coming hmm. or hear you coming as what they normally do, right? So. Mm-hmm. I can I can totally understand. I mean, it's it is what it is. Now, do you run a um, do you run a recluse or do you run like a, or stand or like just a standard clutch or or yeah, just a standard clutch. Yeah, just okay. uh, just a standard clutch. I say in, in races like that, you know, that's that's a big thing. Just not overheating your clutch and in, in the mud and stuff. So that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I was super. The clutch was super. The biggest thing this weekend was brakes. I lost my brakes like halfway through the race. Really, the mud and. Yeah, I guess it's just the mud just eats away at the pads, and it's just, yeah. Like, I mean, they, they would work, like, metal on metal there, like, from the rest of the race, but it's like I sometimes I go into the corner and I pull my front brakes in and then go all the way to the grip, and sometimes <sighs> they would 
um, they'd be there. So it was like, Guess you didn't know what you were going to get. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's brutal right don't, there, man. Don't want to pull the brakes too hard. You don't know if you're going to the hand of Mars or not. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, like, I had to kind of change, like, knowing that the brakes were not going to be there, like, I was, I was aware of that. So I was really not letting off early, but trying to carry as much momentum as I could, like, kind of be up a gear, let off, and just try to roll through the turns, like, up a gear so the, tra- the engine wasn't dragging me down too much, but enough to where it would kind of slow me down, too. Like, it was kind of like a, trying to, carry momentum i guess right yeah so, but some places you can't do that obviously with the mud and the ruts but trying yeah. trying my best <laughs> back, <laughs> go ahead mike back back to like the the goggle issue um i know with racing atvs in the mud how much you change but how often did you change goggles like lap to lap were you doing like one set of lap or were you trying to do two sets of lap with just finding you know having your team out there getting you another pair somewhere or no, actually, I was really fortunate. My I used X-Brand goggles, roll-offs, and um, the pair I started with, I ran all the way to um, the pit stop, which was on the second lap. So wow, it was like an hour, an hour in. <laughs> and then after that, I ran the next goggle, the pair, for two and a half laps. I had to ditch them halfway through the last lap because I ran out of film. So I only went through two pairs of goggles. Wow, that's amazing! Wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> we're gonna so play. They, we're gonna play this clip and try to get X brand uh, uh, sponsorship. In <laughs> the ATV really world, I literally would go through like two pairs a lap. Like, of course, we got you know a, a few more tires out there yeah. that are throwing some mud, but. Yeah. And uh, my biggest thing was is that I wouldn't run out of film. It was just that they would they would get so clogged with mud that you couldn't pull oh, the roll uh, off anymore. Pull. Yeah, and you just you'd have to ditch them, and then then you just, you, you don't want to try to race the guy in front of you because you can't see when you do finally get your new pair of goggles. So I always yeah. I always wanted to have like the dirt bikes did it. So that's that's awesome. I I give it up to X Brand for sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it did help that I was able to be out front and kind of be either first, second, or third, like kind of not in a ton of roost, you know? So like, mm-hmm. that, I think, had a lot to play into it, but still, like, they were solid all day. I mean, it was I, – I, I couldn't have uh, – yeah, I don't think it could have really gone any better. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We have a couple uh, live listeners that are uh, uh, commenting. Uh, Bill Morris wants to say congratulations on your win. Super pumped for you. And uh, uh, David Hawkins actually has a question. He wants to know if you ran a 110 or a 120 rear tire for the mud race. Uh, I ran a 120, a 120 rear, 80, 81 uh, Dunlop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do yeah. you What do you typically run? Uh, I usually run that everywhere. To be honest. Oh, okay. With you. Okay. Um, pretty much everything was as I normally do. Yeah. I was joking. I was joking around with the guys. Sunday morning because I went and walked around and was checking it out and they're like I joked because I had taken the paddle tire off from Florida um, on Friday when they were you know working on the bikes and getting ready I said hey you might want to get that paddle tire back out and (laughs) (laughs) mount it up maybe just like look at the mud (laughs) and they're like really and I'm like I'm like ah it sounds like a good idea but no it's gonna be way too slick for that like all right well. We, we we can do it if you want to, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. It'll be fine. Right, and it worked out. Yeah. So yeah, how was the air filter situation? Because I know some of the guys yeah. were changing air filters, and then some of the guys just 
ran it so long that it looked like you could plant a garden inside <laughs> there. So honestly, I I didn't even get to to see my airbox after the race. Um, we didn't stop for filters or do anything like that. Um, I know the the Husky airbox is it's good. Is a little bit different than the KTM's. Um, and yeah, we, we just taped it up and kind of try to make it as waterproof as they could. And, um, I mean, my bike didn't even really sputter. Like I was, I babied it pretty good, pretty as much as I could to, and still be going, you know, the speed that I needed to go. And, um, yeah, that thing was bulletproof, man. I like, it was That's awesome. Yeah, the Huskies had the one of the best air filter solid. boxes, I think. For... Yeah, I think was, I think I could have went and rode that thing in the ocean for like five feet <laughs> deep and came out. I think it would have been fine. Like, I got a I got a picture from Iron Man that from uh, one of the creek crossings where like the whole the only thing sticking out is like my handlebars, the top of my gas tank, and my in my seat. Like my exhaust is not through the water and stuff like that. And like that that was the only race where my bike has has sputtered like from from mud and it's still finished oh man <laughs> so so you were off the line just completely confident that's awesome yeah i was like yeah i like, like yeah this thing's gonna be fine like i knew the bike wasn't gonna be the issue that's for sure All yeah right. <laughs> you know what i i love about mud races is the the creativity you see on the front line like you always see people like like I saw Thad had had uh, goggle yeah, lenses, two goggles. goggle yeah, lenses, two goggles. On, yeah, on his on his uh, handlebars and and um, uh, and then there was a few other things. Did you have anything like do you, creative that you did to try to keep mud off your face or anything like that? No, I didn't. So they, they we have like these twin air like helmet visor covers and it's like a filter, but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, and it's supposed to keep the mud from sticking. And I'm like ah. The mud's pretty wet. Like, it ain't going to stick to me. Like, and I don't know why I said that because the rain stopped. And it <laughs> but, uh, no, I didn't do anything crazy. I didn't. The only thing that I did was, uh, they had these, like, it's like an outer grip, almost like a foam outer grip, um, that we put on. And I've never run it before. And we, we, we tried this weekend. It was probably the best thing I've ever done in the mud before. Is that, um, is that like the seal savers deal where they put the yeah they it's put... like a it's like a foam outer grip it's like kind of mm-hmm. like the wrist racing poof, ones like, like kind of poofy yeah. like a little bit and yeah i think was dynamite it was, Pretty good. <laughs> does that keep you from like having to stop and ra- or like wrap paper towels around it and stuff like that yeah i think it takes the water and like the mud and just kind of like dissipates it you yeah. know like it hmm. and so yeah like i didn't i didn't have to use paper towels or, or nothing on my grips like it was those things were awesome huh. interesting yeah um, i don't even know i don't even know i don't even know who makes them i don't even know <laughs> like all right uh, we're looking for another plug there for <laughs> but, uh, hey, that, that gut guts racing sea cover was probably pretty good wasn't it? yeah there we go <laughs> yeah yeah guts was good too i mean <laughs> In the mud races like that, I, I can be pretty picky with just because uh, I sit down a ton. I'm I'm bad about sitting down, and <laughs> when the seat gets slimy like that, man, you just you slide all over the place, and the yeah, it was good. Yeah, 
no no issues there either <laughs> we're sponsored by guts so we're, we're throwing a plug out there so. <laughs> hey, that's that's fine you gotta do what you gotta do yeah, that's right that's right that's right so um uh going into the to you got a few weeks off now do you have anything like is Endora coming up next week yeah, I well, got Endura this weekend. Well, okay. but after that, I got a weekend off. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I knew I knew you had a weekend. Off. I thought you had a weekend off here. And there. Um, uh, on the weekend off, we're we just gonna chill out, relax, get ready to go, or are you training more or what? I don't know. I, I it's uh, it's up to Caleb and, and my trainer Jacob <laughs> Teddy. So, um, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming it'll be kind of ramping back up here, like like. Uh, like we were in Florida, I would assume, but I'm not sure. It's uh, they like to keep us on our toes, that's for sure. So we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> so have you? Did you? Um, are you going to reward yourself for your first XC1 win, or or is that just a reward enough? Or I know some guys maybe like treat themselves as a little bit of something. Or um, I'm not a big like gift or you know gift guy or spending a lot of money guy. Um, I did go to a, a dinner, I guess a nice restaurant, whether you want to call it a nice restaurant or not, but I did go out to eat Monday night and, uh, I had a couple drinks and that was, that was enough for me. <laughs> that's, good that's good for you. <laughs> good deal. Yeah. Good deal, so, man. Well, but, yeah, that was about it. Yeah. 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 Man, it, it's awesome. Uh, really appreciate like you jumping on here after the first win. I'm sure, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever else you're on was, was completely <laughs> blowing up. Um, um, that's got to be kind of cool too, like to 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 leave the track and then your phone's probably just lighting up, right? Yeah, I mean, I can I couldn't believe all like <laughs> I, I I'm not the quickest guy to get out of the race, so like you know by the time I got packed up and stuff, it was like six thirty already, and um, I happened to look at my phone and like it was blowing up and it was. Uh, Man, it's cool to see like all those people that you know they, for one, they watched the race and, mm-hmm. and knew the results, and you know they care enough to, to text you and congratulate you. So um, that's awesome. I you know everyone I everyone I that had reached out and congratulated me. I try to to get back to them and, and you know and tell them thanks. And you know I I really do appreciate every everything. Like that was uh, it's cool to to see to hear and to see and and uh, yeah. I, definitely not taking it for granted yeah. yeah yeah good deal man well it's cool like again uh we really enjoyed watching the race this weekend and really uh really were pumped for you to to get that win and uh, uh watch you cross the finish line see the excitement on your face and everything and uh just a just a cool moment to to be able to witness yeah that was uh man that was cool i wish i w- would have thought about doing something cooler than that. Really do anything, but, well, I mean, um, Stu ruined it well, for yeah, us. Well, your hands I are kind of tied. Like, like, <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? That you don't get in trouble for it. <laughs> well, the the big mud rut that they had right before the finish line didn't really help. No doubt, but, that uh, rut was gnarly. Took out Rachel Archer before she could <laughs> almost yeah, almost took w- a win away from her. <laughs> that was uh, that was quite the finish. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, it was that was cool. I've but, never um, seen uh, one bike jump the other bike going through a finish line. That's <laughs> I think that's a that's a first for that one. That is a first. So, yeah, I would have to agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. I thought about like dropping my bike and like you know throwing my arms up in the air and stuff like that, but I'm like, ah, I'm just I'll just go to the I'll get the 
go through the finish line. <laughs> I, I watched it and I saw you come through the finish line there, and you and you let out a nice, you know, who and. Uh, <laughs> I just I watched it a couple of times and just like the expression on your face, man, it you can see that it, it was kind of setting in that you had just you just won your first XD one overall and you, you let out a little little screech air and it just you could just see how relieved you were. It, it just it was cool to see. No, yeah, for sure. It was definitely a big there's a big weight off my shoulders for sure. Cause last year I, you know, I came pretty close mm-hmm. at the, the Baruch. So I was like, I knew I could do it and it was just a matter of time. And, you know, it's, I feel like if I didn't get one this year, it would have been like, uh, my, not my Achilles heel, but it would have been like, uh, you know, it would have like almost set me backwards. Right. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So like, to get it off to get it done now it's like okay now it's like we can we can get back to it you yeah. know like the not, not saying that was like not saying that was holding me up but it was like now i can kind of like forget about it almost yeah yeah and you got it like you got it when the class was as stacked right. as it's been in a, in a long time My- yeah yeah that was that was cool like the battle and stew like i battled stew a couple times last year and you know, to be able to go back and forth with him, and you know that was that was fun, and also Ricky and Jordan, like it was cool just to be mixing it up with all them guys for mm-hmm. sure. It's just it's it's fun, yep. especially in the mud like that. Like you're almost side by side through the mud holes, but like you're not going fast. But it's like <laughs> it's a race. It's a race to the next corner, right? It's just like whose line's better, which is which is fun. Oh, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. I'm sure it was fun, man. I'm sure it was. It, honestly. And I'm so glad that they had the clear cut or select cut or whatever you want to call it for the drone footage because that drone footage was pretty pretty sweet. It really was yeah. just getting a bird's eye view of it. Yeah, that was a a, a, a the best place for it for sure. Mm-hmm. Just being able to it sucks that we were so muddy, like it was kinda hard to tell who was who, but mm-hmm. like for me racing it, like I was able to like kinda picture like, oh well like I could relive it in my brain almost, but also like watch it on TV, which is yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool, like a different perspective. So you you did rewatch it already? I did. I watched yeah. it uh, last last night, last <laughs> evening. Yeah, that's I, I'm sure it's cool because like you you can like live it in the moment and then like go back and and see it. I mean, man, we talk so much about how far uh, Racer TV has came, and uh, I remember back in the day when like you're watching just the finish line and just listening <laughs> like to Rodney Tomlin, like just uh, amazing how he was able to keep people's interest when like you see nothing but the finish line for forever. But, and then now we're like literally bird's eye view watching you guys. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. Like, um, I'm here with Johnny Gallagher. He's here at Caleb's and being able to get his like, perspective or you know inside scoop i guess that's what you want to call it like um it's cool to to hear that and uh yeah they've they've definitely have gone leaps and bounds to you know get the coverage that you know we have now which is it's cool now it's like an actual like an enjoyable show to watch yeah 
Johnny helps that, was... that out a little bit too. Johnny's very good at, at yeah. the commentating yeah, side he of it. He that he fits right in there, perfect. Yeah, him and Mikey, and then the two new guys are 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 really good as well. It, it's yeah. they got a good crew. Yeah, Johnny's all right. He's he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> he'll, get the, he'll get the big head. No, no, Johnny's Johnny's cool. I, I enjoyed hanging out with him here. It's he's uh, I've known Johnny for a long time. He he's known me since I was you know seventeen, eighteen my first year in Florida. So it's cool to kind of look back and relive those old days. And, you know, he's, we were just talking about it on, on Caleb's podcast that, uh, you know, seeing with that first year I came down to Florida and, you know, where I'm at now, it's, it's, he said, it's cool to see. Yeah. 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 It is cool. It is cool. And like you get your first win and then you knock out two podcasts in the same night. I mean, you're just like <laughs> celebrity status at this point, right? <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but definitely, <laughs> definitely more than I'm used to for sure. The night shows, Colin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and then, and then I, I listened to Pulp today, and you were, you were mentioned on Pulp too. So there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. X brand goggles. Yeah, X-brand. <laughs> there you go, X brand. Right. <laughs> so, hey, Craig, man. Uh, I'm sure you're all talked out for the evening, so <laughs> we're going to let you go, man. We really appreciate your time tonight, and, uh, man, congratulations again. Really looking forward to seeing you guys get back at it when uh, when the GNCC rolls back around, and good luck this weekend, too. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I always enjoyed sitting back and then uh, doing some bench racing. It's it's awesome to do. It's uh, It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yep. it was fun. It was fun to 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 get to relive that uh, that win with you, man. So uh, uh, have a good evening, man, and uh, we'll talk to you here in the future, buddy. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All, All right, right. Man. later. Man. Yeah, man, that was fun. Uh, I'm sure, and like you said, Mike, like watching his face at the end of the, at the end of the race, like it's just a big. You can just you can see just the it's, like, the, it's wow. the relief Leaf. of of not just your first win, but finishing that race yeah. i mean it's just because like he said the last lap was his worst lap <laughs> so, um when you finally see that checkers man and you get through it, it it's so it's so relieving yeah. and like i said I, I saw him give a little screech and then i could just see the expression on his face of like I, I did it like I did it and yeah that's it's cool to see man <laughs> yeah. it's it's cool to see that yeah I think yeah. I think of him I was like man Caleb is like no 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 don't I don't hear what you're saying like you know like don't tell me I'm a minute up on these guys right <laughs> yeah. I mean could you imagine like when you're winning the last lap has got to be the longest right and Always. then and then on top of that for it to be actually extremely long because of the mud and then the lappers the situation with the lappers I'm sure that last lap and I know he had complete confidence in the bike, but you never know. Like, you never know when you're going to go into a mud hole and yeah. the only thing you see is your handlebars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there literally was a guy on Racer TV that they got on drone footage that the bike was buried. The dirt was higher than the seat on the bike. <laughs> I don't even know how he – before you got there, you had to know that that was going to be really deep. <laughs> But like his he, went, feet, he went for it anyway. Yeah, his feet had to get blowed off the bike uh-huh. as he was going into the rut because the seat was below the dirt. <laughs> and another thing on that last lap is any bike that comes up behind you, you're you're immediately like looking yeah. over your shoulder. You're looking over your yeah. shoulder. And I never had the pleasure of, of winning a race, but I, I mean I, I got a couple podiums and even those on the on the last lap, man. 
there's bikes come up behind you and like then then the mistakes start to come and mm-hmm. you got to learn to 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 race forward and not worry about who's behind you because at the end of the day they're gonna have to pass you at, at that point you're not you're not letting them around you're gonna they're gonna have to pass you so just keep doing what you were doing and, and hit your marks and and just keep moving forward but it it's a mind game at that point. Yeah. Like it's very mental. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he mentioned a little bit and I, I didn't want to go too deep into it about, about Stu's penalty, but we we're going to talk about that just a little bit real quick, but um, man, Stu mentioned it on, on social media. We, we saw it there, him talking about how, you know, man, everybody was off the track there. Right. So, I don't see how, I don't see how you're not in that, yeah. in that situation. I just, me racing, I've seen it out there. I, I've been I've been a part of it. Like, um, you come up to a spot and you know there's six lines and there's fifty bikes there, and you have to find a different line. And and it's so hard to look up and see where all the arrows are. <laughs> are you going through a double arrow spot? Yeah. And yeah. you're not. You're just not thinking of that. You're thinking of of getting through the situation. So. I really feel bad for Stu because I mean he he come in and told on himself, but he also did say that he had some video footage of, <laughs> of, some, of some other stuff. So well, it'll be it'll be interesting how it all plays out this yeah. week. Right? There's been some new developments in this scenario oh, okay. since we started the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he posted a picture to a story of the red and white placards uh-huh. that you have to go between, and said, "What do these mean?" And then said in the same story that uh, he does have videos and lots of fans in the woods, but he's also friends with all these guys. So he's not going to put the videos out there, Mm -hmm. but he did put a picture up and said, what is this for? And it was a picture of the red and white placards. (laughs) So obviously he was hinting at it, but the, uh, the videos are apparently not going to come just because of uh, friendships that he has Mm -hmm. with the guys that he's racing with. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's one of those things that, that, Unless it was completely blatant and yeah. like he's cutting a, a chunk off the track, which which it happens. I, yeah. I actually personally witness this. Um, it's actually a pretty sore subject with me. Um, <laughs> I had I had a kid. Um, I, you you all know I've had a couple injuries. I never thought I would get to come back and go racing, and, and I got to, and I had a really good race at John Penton one day. Um, would have been on the amateur mm-hmm. uh, overall podium on the day. And just one of them days, it just seemed everything was clicking. It rode well. And uh, come in, and a kid that I had passed in a different class, um, I had passed him a, a lap previously, was sitting there. And I'm like, how did you get here? And, <laughs> of course, I don't, I don't go protest or anything. But when I get back to the truck, I start – they finally load up the lap times and stuff. And – I see on the last lap, I, I turned like a, a 31, and he had been turning 32s, but his last lap he turned a 25-11, <laughs> and Walker had turned a 25-07. Right. And I'm like, okay, like something happened. And, and I actually talked to the kid. I was like, I think I know what you did. Um, real bad spot. Track kind of come together a little bit. You could take a left <clears throat> and you could cut off like a mile and a half the tracks, <laughs> oh and, you, and you didn't really even realize that you did it. But of course, at the end of the race, it's gonna it's gonna show when you cut off. Yeah. It. And I tried to be cordial with the kid and and just say, hey, man, 
I, I, you, you can keep your pictures up of you on the amateur overall. I just, I would just like to have the trophy. trophy. Like right. I have, I think I have five <laughs> trophies that I've kept, you know, that actually mean something to me because yeah. not that these local races don't mean something, but the, the national, yeah. the national trophies is one you always like to keep a hold of. And, and I, like I said, I never thought I would ever get to that point. And I just, I was like, man, I, I just like to have the trophy. And he, proceeded to tell me that people like me is the reason he's fueled to go faster. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you definitely went a lot faster on the last lap, about seven minutes faster. So. Wonder where that came from. Yeah. Yeah, he just got a spark when he found out that you were in front of him. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I wish I found that spark a lot more often. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Now, yeah. I think he, so on that track, though, like the red and white placards that they put up, there was at least five more of those than they usually put on the track anyways because of all the clear cutting and stuff like that. But they were everywhere. So, like, when you came into a section that was even good for passing, there was a lot of the places that we couldn't use because they necked us down into this one spot. So you couldn't even get around people. Mm. So as far as I'm concerned, I think given the circumstances and the conditions and the fact that there was literally nobody else on that line that could say, they A, didn't cut off one of those placards, mm-hmm. or B, didn't go so far off the track that it was cheating. I I think Stu probably should have got what he finished. And the fact that he came in and literally was the only person that even that tried to tell on yeah, himself. Told like, on himself. Oh, yeah. did, yeah. he, did he make a mistake by by telling on himself? And did he make a mistake by saying on TV <laughs> that he told on himself? Right. I, because I, he was the only one that got punished about it. I think it says a lot because... At least he's showing his character of, right? okay, I I, agree. I'm not a cheater, and I will admit that this happened. And I think that also says a lot because I'm going to say, given the circumstances on the points, not saying any specific people probably complained a little more than others, yeah. but uh, there is now a three-point swing in the yeah. other direction yeah. at this point. I think it says a lot about what their yeah. character is, and probably not going to sit real well with a lot of the GNCC nation. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a touchy subject. It, 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 it really is. Very touchy. It, very in, touchy. You know, people are it, it, high emotion. And then the bad thing is, is like, you know, all of this is, is happening on TV, like right after, and like every race is an emotional race, but right after, like you, you just get done with a, with a race and then people are asking you questions. And Mike, I know you talked about like being, drained physically but how drained mentally are you after a race and then and then have to deal with that i don't even know how like they talk to the tv afterwards <laughs> usually someone's over prying my fingers off the handlebars and they're like do you want a water and i'm like nothing comes out <laughs> so they'll finally give me a water and i'm just giving them the thumbs up. <laughs> sometimes these guys look fresh as a daisy yeah. like uh, well like a, a lot of the atv guys will come off and then they'll go do the e-mountain bike race and i'm yeah. like where, what where, like <laughs> i know it's got an electric motor on it, and it helps you but like yeah. i need like an electric scooter right oh shoot i'll tell you what uh since we got mike in let's talk a little bit about uh some atv uh, racing going on uh currently with Coltrane and Hunter Hart, I've been really impressed with Cole Richardson this year yeah. so far. I expected this from him last year. Didn't kind of hit until later in the year, but I'll tell you what, right, right now, uh, early this year, Cole Richardson has been on a roll. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's on some new equipment this year too. Um, a little different style than what he's when he's been used to. Um, it's weird because I mean, I knew Cole when he was was coming up through the ranks, and and uh, I kind of thought he almost kind of peaked, and then, mm-hmm. and now he, he he's finding some speed, especially late in the races. Um, he's making stuff work, and. Uh, I mean, he kind of hit a little slump there where it looked like he wasn't training much. And, yeah. and, and like, I saw him tra- pass in front of me on the track, and I didn't even hardly recognize the kid. And then I see he's kind of slimmed back right. down now. He's, he's back into, into doing some training. And, hey, all the more to him, man. I, I, like to, I, I want more people up front to yeah. give Bryson a little bit of a run. I, I wish Cole could get up there a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. I would like to see John Galata get up there yeah. a little earlier. I think John's really starting to come into his own. Yeah. Um, if he could learn the quit tearing the machine up so much, like, <laughs> I, um, me and Matt Pierce are good buddies. And, uh, I see a lot of Matt's post of, of what he's <laughs> tore up. <laughs> it's just like, how, how did you, how did he bend that? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, uh, to see the young guns come up and, and man, I, I've raced almost everybody on that front row and it's so amazing how they go from where I was and then that next gear up. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it's scary as I got older and I saw them, they go by me. I'm like, fine. I don't have nothing for that. I'm not even going to try. Like, <laughs> right. I got to go to work on Monday. I got kids <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm already banged up enough. So, um, let me ask you a question. In your mind, right now as the field runs, who's the, the what do you think the most likely guy to maybe run down Bryson Neal, maybe one racer? I think Hunter. Um, he's the youngest. Um, also, I, I think Galata's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I always like McGill, man. McGill, <laughs> he just shows up for like one race a year. <laughs> And and he puts in a good ride, but he, he's had a couple good rides here lately. And I, and I always, I, me and him have a nice little texting battle. And I'm always like, so we're like, how, what part of the top ten you gonna finish outside of this weekend? And just <laughs> just try to get under his skin a little bit. But uh, man, if you put him in the right scenario, snowshoe, I mean, yeah, he, he he's as fast as anybody. So it, it's different tracks. And then you look at Bryson at snowshoe last year, where you know he's half a lap in and completely just demolishes a swing arm it, it just everything's got to click all the stars got to align and you just got to put yourself in that situation i think that hunter um john um those uh, those guys i think are, are going to be the ones that will start to really push the issue um i think cole can but i think when those guys really start to get like get the feel that they're going to be, they're going to be tough. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, like that we're starting to see the three guys though? Um, the last, what the three podiums have been the same three guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. I three. mean, I, I feel like those three guys are starting to like, yeah. kind of like shine or starting to shine a little bit. I always feel like personally, I always feel like, uh, Jared McClure. Could, Sneaky. He, <laughs> he can sneak in there at any time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look this weekend, uh, he had a breakdown, right? Yeah, this weekend, yeah. Or, or he was in a position to be yeah. up there. He did the smart thing, like Bryson was talking about, you know, um, uh, just latching on to Bryson, and, and and he pulled 20 seconds. I mean, he he could have very well been on the podium this this weekend. So uh, that's somebody that man, he he just flies under the radar so much. 
and then every time he's out there like oh yeah <laughs> and all and all it takes is like him like latching on to Bryson and if he can hold that pace to the end of the race then what people don't realize is it's actually the guy in second is who has the upper hand right. mm-hmm. because you know all the lines that the guy in front of you's taken mm-hmm. you you're you already matched his speed so now you just have to dig a little bit deeper and find that right spot and get around him. Yeah, and that first place guy is playing defense, kind of yes. like, yeah. like if man, if I don't take this right line, he's going to take it. He's going to buy me. Especially if you haven't shaken him. Yeah. Like if he's yeah. just hung right there. So, eh, I mean, I, I never thought that Josh Merritt would, you know, be out front as much as he was this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, congratulations to Josh. Yeah. yeah. I, I raced with Josh a lot. Very proud of the kid. Um, I, I think he showed a lot of resilience. Yeah. And, and I'd like to see him up there more. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Josh, did you guys catch that that uh, move he made to get into the lead this weekend? Yeah, Dude, yeah. that was outside, outside, outside. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, that was, a good was move. yeah, that was a pretty it, it helped, setup. It helped out a little bit that Hunter was so far inside that he yeah. he did have to check up a little bit. But hey, he he lined it up <laughs> and, he, and he nailed it. No, that's it. And what I loved seeing about that like before they even headed into the woods, like it was how racy Josh was. Yes. So like seeing him doing that and then like, I know the past couple of weekends, it seems like he's been running up front and then dropped off. I I'm pumped to see that though. Cause it seems like he's, he's pushing, he's pushing hard Which for me. Like I explained earlier is weird because when I raced Josh and I caught Josh, he just let me go around. <laughs> so, like to see him like, putting up the battle now and want to stay up there yeah. like that's that's good for him like yeah that's and it's going to put him in situations to where it will begin to work out in his favor mm-hmm. because the, the reason i started to get better in xc2 in my years was i used to be a horrible starter like always in the back of the pack never gave myself a chance and all of a sudden i started getting starts and you know you go in the woods top three and next thing you know on the third lap you've only dropped back to fifth where you're you were in 25th you know <laughs> before so you start to get with those those front guys and you learn from them you pick up their speed mm-hmm. and then next thing you know you pull a whole shot and and you're leading for a while and and you feel comfortable there so yeah josh getting out front early this weekend is confidence and confidence is dangerous so yep the kid's still young he's got a good program he's level-headed kid i like josh a lot so uh I hope the best for him. I hope he puts himself in that situation a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And then all these guys, like, you you know, uh, like it was McClure this weekend. Like if you pull with Bryson, how much of a confidence boost is that to where like, okay, I just ran two laps and he's not disappeared on me yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, the, the the rookie Wyatt Wilkin is is starting to impress me pretty pretty damn he's, good. He's getting good starts. He he needs to learn how to finish races a little bit a little bit more, and maybe that that just comes with a little age, you yeah. know. Um, uh, but hey, you you put yourself in those situations, and it it'll it'll slowly start to come, and then it'll yeah. it'll just be second nature. Yeah. yeah, I really thought like with John. Um, you look at him at Ironman. Was it last year or the year before that he? I think it was the year before. Was, he led, was. you know, a, yeah. a lot, a lot of that, and he had speed that. I mean, he was pulling off from yeah. Walker and them. So once again, put yourself in them situations. He was out front early, and he was able to pull out. This year, he's not got the starts, and he's had to battle here and there. Yeah. And thirty seconds of battling somebody on the track puts yeah. you puts you down on them leaders a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When a class, when everybody is so start dependent, it just shows how 
how how even how even that class really is. I mean, besides Bryson, everybody seems to be pretty start dependent. On, on it, it takes a while to get to the front. I mean, Bryson. It's amazing. It's like <laughs> he can be in the last and still come to the front. Yeah. I, I don't know how he does that. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, he's a freaking bulldog. Like just seeing him on the track. If you go back and watch the racer TV footage, and you just he just throws the bike where he wants it, and then it doesn't even matter if it's a good line. Like <laughs> the bike just goes where he's putting he, it. He right? makes it a good line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but back to Wyatt, man. I, I love the kid's attitude. Yeah. He just seems hungry, and like he seems. We talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I talked to him about you know his first race as an XC1 rider, and, and um, he was excited about it. But he's but he acts like he belongs there. I like the fact that um, it, we got so used to like Walker, who was so straightforward and, and you didn't see Walker in the pits and, and you didn't get to interact with Walker much where kids like Wyatt are, they're just, they're wiry, they're fun, man. Yeah. They have a good time. They're allowed to, you know, they get to joking and stuff. They're not so much, they're not so much all business all the time, which right. I mean, maybe that's why Walker was so good, but yet you still like to see that in these kids that are still young. They're enjoying the racing part of it mm -hmm. because it becomes a job, and when you don't produce the numbers you want, you really get down on yourself. Oh, yeah. um, I, I was I was in that situation a couple of times, and I had to just kind of go back and, and realize why I was racing again. I, I did it because I, lo I loved to do it. It was fun. So... I like that he keeps it. He keeps it fun, man. Yeah. I see his. I see his Instagram videos and stuff like that, and he, he just he has a lot of fun. So, then that's what man. That's what it's about. He's young. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a job at this point. So. Yeah. What's his saying? What's his? Uh... Dirt nasty. Dirt nasty. nasty. That's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Dirt <laughs> right. nasty. Yeah. With the uh, air cannon that we're yeah. we're gonna get him. That's right. With the sticker. With, yeah, the potato the gun. split line sticker <laughs> on the air cannon or the, the potato gun. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned uh, Walker, and. We don't know yet when he's to return to, to right. racing. We do know that it'll be this year. Of course, it's Walker fashion. Like he likes to keep it he does quiet. Not talk yeah. about he doesn't it. talk about it. He it's like well, with that being said, uh, um, you know, we he is going to be on the show next that, week. That's the plan. But yeah. I didn't know if you were going to throw it up just in case things change. But uh, Walker's always been he's awesome. Been good. With, yeah. yeah, he's been good. Walker actually like. Asked us if he if he if we had room on the show. I'm like, dude, we, <laughs> we, we got room for you. We always got room, Walker. <laughs> yeah. We will how make many, room. How many championships? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, uh, I mean, that's good that Walker's wanting to get out there though, because I mean, I talked to a couple guys about what's going on with him, and 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 he's always he's always been like that. I know Walker's always had some issues with uh, some some like concussions and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and. He's the type of person. Once he gets one, it, it it takes him a little while to get back into the flow. And um, I kind of thought that's what this injury was, but then I, I had some more insight. And, yeah. And uh, I, I just I, I hope it doesn't take away from how good Walker is. Right. Because, like I hope right. he, I hope he's able to step back right back into the role he was in and get out there and push Bryson around the track for a little while. Right. You know, the rules have reversed a little bit, and, you know, he gets to push Bryson around. So yeah. I hope I hope he comes back hungry just for the simple fact of us fans love – we love a good race. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we've really grown to have a, a really cool friendship with, with Walker. And mm -hmm. and just to – it'll be fun to see him come back and enjoy being back to racing. Um, 
Uh, I, I was we were really looking forward to seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, he he talked to us previously before the season started and, and was kind of really excited about being the hunter this year mm-hmm. and uh, nothing to lose and just going after it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm excited to see him to be able to come back and do something of that nature with with you know from race to race. But uh, uh, I saw, I've been watching his Instagram and you know I've seen posts about being back at the track and and watching guys ride and everything so it's good to see him enjoying things and and i just you know hopefully he's able to get back on the bike soon and, and just get back to to what he loves it's probably put a little different perspective on it for him mm-hmm. just because he found out he wasn't completely bulletproof because up until i mean now he's i mean the yeah. kids yeah. never been really i mean when when i raced him and what was it probably 12 is that the year he went undefeated i think 12 mm-hmm. is when yeah. he went undefeated and i remember him like we're on, i'm on the podium with him and i'm like ecstatic <laughs> I'm, I'm happy and he's like yeah he's like i wrecked back there and he's like i was way over the hill and he's like you know someone finally stopped and got me up and i'm like can you you still won like, <laughs> like, i i didn't i rode as flawless as i ever had <laughs> and I, still, I saw you when you passed me and that was it <laughs> It just—it's amazing. Like that's how fast and and how good he is that he could stop and have himself a cheeseburger and and, and still just be that good. So, right. what what about the times that he would get on the podium with you, and he'd be mad that he was leading the overall and then didn't win that day, and well, you're like, you ever just stand there and be like, what the crap, dude? Yeah, I, I never was on the podium when he when he had that. Going on. <laughs> I, I probably been like, I was like, come on, Walker, like. You talk up here enough. Let me let me have let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, that's funny, man. I'll tell you what, it, it's really cool because um, you know, around here we you know, we know some guys, right? So um Spider Graphics was doing jerseys and they did a video of like the, the jerseys they were doing and then you saw a Lancaster's jersey pop up there on Facebook and I was just like smile came across my face and I was like, dude, that's so cool to see to see Lancaster's jersey on there to be being a pro rider and stuff is now, around here, you don't yeah. see a whole lot of that, right? So it was really cool to see that one time. It yeah. was. I don't know if I was ever pro, but I, I definitely tried a lot. <laughs> XC too, I, man. I mean, you guys, you guys. If your class starts with XC, you saw where we, you saw where we came from. <laughs> right. So, like, uh, like I said, uh, I mean, my mechanic that helped me do all my stuff back then, I didn't have any money. I gave him mm-hmm. Crown Royal. That was like, <laughs> and, and Coop knows who we, I'm talking about. We, yeah. we should bring him in for a We show. should never bring him on any kind of <laughs> podcast. But uh, he, uh, man, he was he was there for me every did, weekend. And like I said, I didn't, is, I didn't have any money. Did that guy chuck a tire over the hill one time with Coops? I believe so. Maybe at, maybe at Steel, Steel City. Steel City, I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Then I think he raced under a different name <laughs> yeah. um, because somebody else didn't 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 get to race so he changed his name on it and raced and <laughs> he raced did, did he race in a class that he was like probably 10 years too old for i, I think so that that whole weekend was pretty pretty interesting Car- it was cartwheels in the have hallway you seen, have you guys ever seen a cartwheel <laughs> there was uh it was it was i mean i, I missed this <laughs> those were those were times we were all young didn't have a care in the world yeah Rod wasn't technically the youngest, but he didn't have a care in the world. <laughs> but no, it's I miss those days, man. Uh, Roger shows up at the garage and and he's like, "Boy, you know how Rod's talk, boy. I, I hear you're doing pretty good." And I'm like, "Well, you know, we're 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 clicking awesome stuff." We're like, well, what do you need me to do? I'm like, "Can you rebuild a motor?" And he's like, "Where where is it?" And they, 
He's like, you got any Crown Royal? And I'm like, nope, but I'll get some. <laughs> and that's it's that's how it works. And then I was lucky enough to get in with Mid State, and you brought up Spider. I've been with Sp- I was a Spider since creation of Spider. Um, great company. I, I love them a lot. Um, Stephanie and 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 Austin. They're they're just special people, man. I really enjoy them. They've always been. I could call either one of them up right now and say, "Hey, I need some graphics, you know, for my my kids' strider," right. and they'd be in the mail. <laughs> that's how they've always treated me. So that's good. Yeah, I, I like. That's the coolest thing that I've found that I've got out of racing is the relationships I still have with a lot of the people that helped me get to where I was. Yeah. So they still text me, call me, <laughs> check in on me. I check in on them and. That's something that you I, like. I played sports in high school. I don't talk to anybody that no. I played sports with in high school. I, I don't talk to anybody I played <laughs> no, sports never, with in high school. Never, ever, right? <laughs> but you know, I've not raced for I've not raced for yeah. almost three years right, now, right. and I still get phone calls from from sponsors or from just other racers and, and yeah. asking you know how the kids doing stuff like that. So yeah. it, it's a close, it's a tight knit family, right. and I, I really hope that my kids get to to be a part of it. Now I will say this. Um, my little boy, he's still young. He, he's still he's just he's still <laughs> real little, but um, he he will be on a dirt bike just for the simple fact of dad race quad. <laughs> we know where that's going. And right. uh, the the family that I helped, the Hickey boys, George is always like, hey, he's like, I got that ninety on layaway. He's like, for your boy, and I'm like, good. We need a good pit bike, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, but we're going dirt bikes. <laughs> I, I tell you the way it works because I was the same way because that's when my son rides. But the more it's so funny because I haven't really rode the quad too much since he's been born. But when I did bring it out, he's like, his eyes get real big. And you could tell he's like, I want one of those, Dad. I'm like, no, dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> Stick yeah. here. Stay away from that thing. That's right. Don't don't go over <laughs> here. And you could just tell like his eyes light up. And I'm, I, I don't know what it's about, but uh, I'm just yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. You can't ride quads. Isn't it funny how, how uh, Thad's, Thad's little boy yeah. seems to be uh, infatuated about quads, quads too? Yeah. Well, I mean, his his, <laughs> yeah? gets, gran- his grandpa, I mean, he got it. Got honest so the greatness must must skip a generation right <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the fact that thad does get out there and he defends us quad guys yeah he like, does because a lot of the bike guys, i don't hate any bike guys man i think what they do on a dirt bike is amazing yeah. um just like well, what guys do on quads is, right. is amazing it's a different discipline and it takes different things and and i'm not saying that i don't want my kid to race a quad because i hate quads i there's just there's no money in right. quads. Exactly. Um, yeah. People are always like, well, why do you want one on a dirt bike? And I'm like, well, look at the pro row up there. How many quads are rolling out of semis? Right. It's mm-hmm. just not it's not happening. Right. So, dirt um, bikes got two pro rows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that that's where my focus is, and that's only if he wants to do it. Right. Hell, yeah. he may say no, Dad. We're not doing that. And he want to play baseball or, or basketball, and we'll go that route. So, or but I, like, I hope. I hope he. Uh, I hope he really wants to get into racing, and that's that's the route we go. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, we actually we had a couple of questions on here. I was saving them for the end, but I was going uh, to get to those. Oh, go ahead, Devin. One of the questions is, and you brought this up. I was going to say it when you said if you needed graphics, but uh, they want to know when you're going to start racing again. <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, I, I raced. Uh, I raced a buddy race last year. I was telling Coop earlier, and. Uh, 45 minutes on the bike first time i'd rode in over over a year 
and I couldn't walk for a week. <laughs> My forearms were, I couldn't like, I couldn't grab things for two weeks. And I was just like, yeah, not, not, I like my wrenching side of it. I yeah. get to see everybody and I get to drink my bourbon in the pit <laughs> and, and I just hang out. So I really enjoy that. And honestly, man, the kids I'm helping now, um, like you said, Dayton just had a, he had a, a big weekend, Dayton Hickey and uh, the college A class. He got second and, and he was third amateur overall. Um, the kid's got a lot of talent, and his brother's right there with him. We, we're working out some kinks with him, but it, it feels so good to watch them succeed, yeah. knowing that like I had a I had a hand in it. So yeah. I get just as much joy out of of watching them. And I never I never had a, a, a championship myself, um, but I've built a couple quads for some guys that did get championships. Um, Groff is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jeff Miller is another yep. one. Um, and man, watching them win championships was just, it was a championship for me. Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's a different style for it, but it, I really, I really enjoyed just taking the back seat to that and, right. and seeing the, the people that I help succeed. So. Yeah. Speaking of Jeff Miller, did you see his post the other day? <laughs> he, he'll text me out of the blue and he'd be like, well, I could really use a bike. And I'm like, I'll build one for you. Like, but yeah. He keeps talking about it, and just know one of them kids is just you talk about talent oh, for days. Man. Talent, man, and and the year that I built him, um, we built a the junior A won the championship in it, and then he moved to XE two the next year. He he had to speed to run up front, and he ended up getting a small injury in his back where. I wasn't smart enough to quit and go take care of it. I just kept on pushing through whatever pain it was. And he just ended up calling it quits. And that was the last time he's raced. And mm-hmm. now he's talking about it again. Jeff could could build him a bike right now and go win the Vet A class. Yeah. yeah. He's, mean, yeah. He's, he's got the talent. He's and, one of the only guys that I've ever seen on a motocross track. Whip a quad, be as fast as you can ever be out there, right? Get off of that thing, get on two wheels, and then go freaking pancake the 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 dirt bike. I'm like, dude, that's insane. Yeah, yeah he's got talent, and he's he's been that way since um, since he was little. My running joke with Jeff was is back in the Summersville days, mm-hmm. uh, they had the motocross race over there, and they had a huge money race. And that was my first year I'd ran cross country. Um, I want to say it was '06. And I took my cross-country bike and put my motocross stuff on it and went and raced it. And all I was interested in was the money. Right. I could care less what was going on. <laughs> I wanted the money. And they had this big elaborate trophy that that I won. And Jeff's like, I wanted that trophy. I was like, I wanted the money. Now the trophy stays on the mantle at the house. But the money's long gone. I'll send, and I'll send a picture of it to Jeff every now and then. Be like, remember this? <laughs> so now Jeff was man. He's he was he came up quick. He was fast, and I always liked it because I knew when I showed up when Jeff was there, I, I had my hands full with whatever we were doing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. cousin has one of his old bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the one I built? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think I built I built two or three for him. So. Speaking of building motors, uh, there's one of yours downstairs. Yeah, there is one of mine downstairs. Yeah, I, I know the guy I built that one for. Yeah. So, you, do you just do Honda motors, or do you do Yamaha motors? I know well, you're a Honda guy, man. I'm, I'm, I normally try to stick to Hondas. Um, that's the reason because they're simple, like I am. Right. Um, <laughs> they're, I can build them in my sleep, and with me not wanting to get overwhelmed with it, it just kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm doing because I. I 
there's days I don't get to get out of the garage and do stuff that I, that needs to be done. So I don't want to ever put myself in a situation of I have to have something done. So I try to give anybody that talks to me about it, I try to give them a little leeway and say, hey, you know, I can have it done by this point. If that's not good enough for you, then, then you know, I understand if you got to send it somewhere else. But I, I have built a couple other motors. I don't really put them out there a lot because <laughs> I don't want people calling all the time <laughs> right. something different. But I built a couple different motors. Um, of course, I'm I'm still learning on that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, re- of course, with Yamaha being the only ATV yeah. in the world anymore, I've really, really thought about having someone just saying, "Hey, you know, send me a motor. You know, you, you pay for the parts. I'll do the labor, and just let me do one and, and see what we can do with yeah. it." Just, it, it's a gasoline engine. Right. They're all the same. They're just put together yeah. differently. It's not too yeah. bad. I've I've had my hands in mine a couple times and. This is the double cam. You just got to watch those. You know, that's well, about it. <laughs> uh, actually, um, I, I redid a, a KX um, 250F over the summer. Um, pretty, pretty simple. I mean, pretty, pretty simple. Just like the Haunt, except for the dual overhead cams. But what happened was, is it was a 22, and I, from what I understand, the clutch sucks in the 22. You had to put the 21 clutch in them. And he had busted some fibers, and he said it had jumped time. But what it turned out, it actually it, it turned the the cam, so the cam was out of time. Well, I, when I know. when I put it together, I didn't I didn't know that. So we got it fired up, and it was out of time. So we finally well, I finally figured out that it was the cams. <laughs> but me just not knowing any more about the Kawasaki right. at that point, um, I probably should have put some sort of degree finder on it. And <laughs> but it was just one the, the guy, he said, you know, he he trusted me to build it, and, he, and there was no time frame on it. So I was like, well, right. if I don't have a time frame on it, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But I built a couple um, 400s, actually one for Dayton last year, um, which in my mind it's changing that, that's um, junior class and in the, in, the, in the morning class because you're seeing all these hybrids roll to the line mm. and these hybrids, man, they're they're thirty, forty thousand dollar bikes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I mean they're just stupid expensive and not everybody can afford that. Mm-hmm. And we rolled in with just a, a four hundred ex man. We you know we put a, a cam in it and and, and a piston and. We, honestly, we should have won. We should have won. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we come down to the last race. We had. The the only issue that we hadn't figured out was in the new 400s we were tearing reverse out of them, which like second and reverse goes together on the transmission on them. So what was happening is it was tearing part of the second gear off and it was allowing that thing to free float. So all of a sudden it would just drop into reverse, oh. and it. I finally I was like, well we're gonna go in here and we're just gonna we're gonna eliminate reverse. <laughs> so if we do lose second gear, we're not dropping into reverse. So eliminated that and man we we were right there. I mean we, we missed it just by and, and we missed it to um the Lee brothers, which are on Ryland Johnson builds their bikes. Ryland told me they have a little over fifty thousand dollars a piece in oh each my, one. Of them. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. And, uh, when we were building Jonathan's, like dude, that little two fifty raptor and it wasn't like there's a lot of money in those things. And we're rolling to the line on a fourteen thousand dollar bike. Yeah. I mean I mean nice bike. Right. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Not fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean so I, I I'm glad that um George and them kinda of brought me in under the under the tent for that one and it's changed. I see uh, quite a few more four hundreds mm-hmm. starting to pop up, mm-hmm. which is is cool just because 
it, it gives these kids a chance that don't have that kind of money. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's the way it should be. Speaking of hybrids, did you see where the um, – oh, shoot. I just had it in my head. head the work series is now allowing hybrids to be to, – to race now. Like So, like, a CRF and a, and a yep. Honda frame now. Yep. I, I mean, I understand that why GNCC hasn't done it yet because <laughs> Yamaha still mm-hmm. quite a bit of money into the right. series. But – Something's got to give yeah. soon. Right. Yeah. I mean, something's, something's got to give soon. Hey, I, I've had a lot of those guys say that we need to have hybrids in the front line. Yeah. Like, yep. they said that if you don't want to build a hybrid because you don't have the money, then it should be optional. Like, if you want to spend $70,000 to build a bike, then that's fine. And if you don't have seventy grand to build a bike, then that's that's Just your problem. Just Yamaha. I mean, that's so, <laughs> you know I, but, I mean, I've, I've raced against... I'm, All kinds of guys. I on, miss those days in the 250R days. Yeah, when you roll up a full-legger yeah. bike. I mean, those oh, bikes weren't cheap. No, man. Of course, I mean, they're not near the price they are today, but right. they weren't cheap by any means. I mean, and, and I think even you, Coop, got into the, the days of, like, the the 426s is going into yeah. into 250R frames and motocross yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it, it was a game-changer, like mm-hmm. total game-changer. So. Let us, you know. I mean, I, I've got one in my garage right now. I built a, uh, I built a brand new. It was a 2020 CRF. We put it in a Honda motor or in a Honda frame, and bike is, it's, it's nice, man. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of them deals that you don't have to do a lot to the motor. We're, we're pushing, you know, quite a bit of ponies right out of the get go. It's very reliable. I, I wish we could. I wish we could do it. Right. Have, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I remember. Did you ever ride Bob's 650? <laughs> <laughs> he put a like 650 dirt bike motor in that. I think it was a 400. It was either a 400 EX or a 450 frame. I thought it was a 450 frame. It might have been. Dude, I think it was. I think it was fast. I never. I never rode it. It took me for a ride one time. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob, remember the 330 he had? Yeah, was, dude, was that 250R. Yeah, it was oh, a. Um, I remember um, Simon. Lane. Simon Lane used yeah. to ride it over here all the time, and Simon was just one of those big, tall, lanky guys yeah. that could just ride a quad. But I remember uh, uh, Mackie, Chris Mackie, built the uh, that four twenty six. No, it was a, it was a CRF four fifty right. right. when the when the four fifties first come out, and they put it in a. The I think magazine. it was a le- it was a legger frame. it was a legger frame, and uh, <clears throat> he was talking to Bob about getting it tuned, you know, getting it tuned in, and Bob was like, "Well, stop and get you know a box of spark plugs and, and bring it over, and and we'll you know we'll tune that carburetor in because back then it seemed like, and if you remember like the Cannondale days, if you touched the throttle with that bike not started, your It'll, spark plug was done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. So Bob was like, "Well, get a box of spark plugs." And I remember Chris <laughs> going. No, we'll do it with one. And, and Bob's like, what? And he's like, they're $58 a piece. Oh <laughs> like, and Bob's like, yeah, we'll try to get it with one. <laughs> yeah. So. You know you know that bike actually made it in the magazine because that was one of the first ones around here. Yep. And it, it actually made it in at Bob's house. Uh, they took a picture over it at Bob's house. Really? What a, what a cool era, too. Like the, you remember the, the swing top uh, subframes? Same you fringes, did, the, flip the plastic up. flipped up and stuff. It just, you, you don't. You don't get to see that stuff anymore no. because you can't customize that quite that right. much anymore. So, I, I, yeah. I'm here for the day that we can do that. Of course, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a bit. Well, it's, it's just gonna separate people yeah. because people don't have that kind of money. money. But uh, yeah. like the the Lee brothers, I saw them. The one that's running the youth class again this year, Brody. He he won the championship last year. They ran um, 2022 CRF 250 motors last year. 
and Baldwin did all the stuff to them. And I, I mean, I know they're pushing, you know, quite a bit of horsepower out of them. Well, this year he rolls up on it. He's got a he's got a gas gas two fifty in there, and I'm like, <laughs> like it's like I mean KTM. It's the Austrian, you know, build. Right. Those things are so expensive oh, to maintain. Right. Like I'm like, why did you go to something more expensive <laughs> just because you had the money or, right. or what? So yeah. it, it's cool. It's cool to see that. And Rylan, man, he he's so good at what he does. Uh, bikes look phenomenal. But at the end of the day, I love that they roll together, you know, roll in on a $50,000 and we take 14 and, and, and there was a couple races we were winning by three and four or five minutes. That's awesome. So. I went to the GNCCs on a $1,500 bike <laughs> and, and ran. I did it last year, actually, at Mason Dixon on a $1,500 bike, spray painted frame and all. <laughs> And I was running like 19th overall. <laughs> the weird, the weird part is, is I, I, I know Devin has some talent. Devin, Devin can ride. Yeah, he's just always rode junk. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, and I'm always like Devin, like, let's let's build you a Honda. You got one? No. Where are we gonna get it then? Like, We're gonna build it. Now I'll, I'll stick him on Suzuki. He's I'm like. But no. I, I switch now. <laughs> and, and the results aren't changing though. We need to go to a Honda. I mean, technically, well, that's not. It's not exactly fair. I only had like eight hours on the bike, anyways. Then I go to the first round and I have an issue and I have no clue what to do with it because it's a completely different bike. So I'm like, okay, on a Suzuki, I know exactly what causes this problem. On a Yamaha, no clue. And then. I went and hurt my ankles, so I ran last weekend on a broken ankle. <laughs> so this weekend we're going to wrap it up. Ag- no, yeah. can't take me away. We're gonna wrap it up again this weekend and go racing at the locals. Hey, <laughs> hey, he has confidence though. He keeps picking himself and uh, and split line fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Betting on himself. You, you, you yep. know what's funny is how many times did Mike come to the track, motocross track, and be sitting there like, you know, you go a lot faster. You put a Honda thumb throttle on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I don't mind the Suzuki thumb throttle. It's right. not bad. The Yamaha is the worst one <laughs> yeah, to it is. ever hit the market. <laughs> I put a Suzuki well, I throttle. I hope you guys aren't sponsored by Euromosi, but no. uh, don't ever run one of them either. Our, our sponsor trap. list is still pretty small. <laughs> Those are Mossy throttles? Those things will kill you. Well, <laughs> as as I got older, too, I tried to little cheat things to to help me out you know mm-hmm. like so everybody's like oh you need to run a trx 90 thumb throttle and i'm like well you know okay my thumb gets pretty tired now i'll try it. <laughs> so i try it and we're at the first um the first iron man and we're on the hoosier and somehow i get on the throttle and where it's so it's, it's shorter up to the bar it's longer this way but it's shorter up to the bar it hooks on the back side of my fingers. <laughs> so the bike is stuck wide open on my fingers, and I, I went shooting down through the woods off the track. I hit a log and thought I was dying, jumped like way up in the air. When I come down, I ended up back in the track somehow, but I T-boned some guy. And he looked back at me, and I was like, sir, I don't even know how I got here. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I come back, I instantly threw that thing. Somebody asked me the other day, I was like, I want to get a TRX-90 one. I was like, I'll sell you one. I got a couple in the garage. <laughs> Take that thing and far away from here. So I went back to my just my 04 style throttle. Yeah, yeah. I tried to twist throttle too, and then dislocated my thumb with that one. So like, just stick to my thumb, thumb throttle. throttle. Yeah. Stick, stick to what works. Yeah. Now I remember Mikey coming in the pits and just looking at the condition of 
our bikes, my bike <laughs> your specifically. Bike. Your bike more than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and shaking his head. <laughs> well, I think it speaks volumes that my bike at that point in time is long gone and yours is still around. <laughs> That's right. Well, so, like, you guys had the same thing. You guys lined up with Mikey and he's looking at your stuff, right? So, I've, I've lined up with Mikey before. Oh, he's looking at my bike, like, what yeah. the hell is this kid That's riding? Oh, I, I, just, I'm like, <laughs> I looked at his bike once and I was like, I'm not ever going back over there again. Like, <laughs> so. I mean, how how was it though? I was like that thorn in your side a lot of times. I feel like <laughs> I don't I don't know. I was like fourteen, fifteen. When you 16. when you were younger, like when you were younger, like you didn't quite have the pace. Um, you you could get up there and you would kind of fade, and and you really didn't hold us up much. And then I remember one race, like you were holding us up big time, and I was like, what, <laughs> what is what is this kid doing? And then I kind of got out of it for a little bit. When I got back into it, of course he had like he was coming into his prime mm-hmm. then. And he was flying by me, and I'm like, hell, I, I get it now. Because <laughs> I, I held him up for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, um, you deserve that one. <laughs> well, like, I felt like when I was younger, I'd make all kinds of stupid choices. So, like, if I got a good start and these guys would be riding behind me, I did, they didn't even have to pass me. They just had to wait. Yeah, they just it, had to wait it out. Yeah, they'd find me over in the weeds or something somewhere because I'd do something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then, uh, I, what was it, Brewston one time, I was in front of – it was me and then Wes and Mikey. Yep, that's the one you were holding up. <laughs> so I'm riding on tires that we literally silicone shut before the race. <laughs> and then we come off of this off-camber downhill, and my throttle cable got stuck wide open. And I, even, I was probably thinking, man, this kid's finally getting on a gas. <laughs> I was like, I remember waking up in the middle of the track going, where the hell is my four-wheeler <laughs> And everybody else is gone. <laughs> so, yeah. well, it was it was different. But. I'm a firm believer in if you do want to make it in racing, you have to take care of your equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, Coop got he got a little better towards the end. Yeah, he, he did. He started he'd send me pictures and be like, "Hey, is this wash good enough?" And, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, he listen, would never he never said yes. You, you know how nerve wracking it is when you're when you're not up against a guy and you're like. You know, we're, we're on a motocross tracks. So we're hitting jumps, right? And you're like, you look over and you see zip ties holding his Nerf bar and foot peg on the bike. I'm like, <laughs> man, if he lands and it gets sucked under and he's like, I don't, I was like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Like, just try to get should have been in front of me. Should have been far away from him as you can get. Like, just like, as far away as you can get. Pull the whole shot. That's all I have in my mind. If it's scared, if it scared him that much, he should have been in front of me. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I put heavy duty zip ties and tie wire on ball joints before because yeah. I thought they might come loose. But I was like, well, if it, if this does come out, at least yeah. let's have something yeah. there to catch it. I, I like, I feel like I will say though, Mike, in my defense, I feel like that last year that I ran a full local schedule, right. like yeah. around here, I feel like I'd have done you proud with with my bike maintenance. You you did a little bit better. Of now. course, it took me to like being married and having yeah. kids and and old, that old to do it. Yeah, I, I just try to like as as many motors and stuff I built. I get so many people that send me a motor and it's like. Uh, I'll be like, hey, you need to change your oil more often. Oh, I, I change it every race. I'm like, no, you, no, you don't. I, <laughs> I, I, I know what a motor looks like when you change it every right. like, the, like, I literally had to scrape it off the cam. Like, it was pasted on the cam. And if it's pasted that high, like, it's not been changed for a while. Like, the, and it, so many people would call me and be like, you know, well, this is good in that, you know, and I'm like, what's good? And they're like, well, you know, don't we don't need a crank in it? And I'm like, why don't why don't we need a crank? And they're like, 
well, we've only got two seasons on that one. I'm like, <laughs> two seasons. I was like, I, I wouldn't even put a stock piston on this thing. Like, it's going to explode <laughs> right. soon. Like, and then they just don't understand is like, you, you spend the $300 to put the crank in it. It saves you the 2000 of exploding them. the head. Yeah. Man, the head is what, where, where the money is. The head. I, I'll tell myself. So one time, 400EX, first bike, I was with Bob and Dave Blair, and we were down in Summersville. We go all the way down there, right, for a race. And uh, after practice, my bike was like cutting out, sputtered, and whatever. And Bob's like over there, you know, master Honda mind uh, that he is. And he's looking. He's like, I don't know, Brandon, what's going on? And uh, he takes my seat off, right? And he said, when's the last time you cleaned this air filter? I was like, oh, you got to clean that? <laughs> You'd be surprised at how many people don't. And then they'll, like, especially on the Honda, because the Honda's really bad about eating intake valves if you don't clean yeah. them. And they're like... I just put new intake valves in this thing. I'm like, well, you didn't put a new air filter on it, so we're right back to where we started. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took that thing off. He's like, because it had like the cover, it was a uni one. So he pulled the cover off, and he's like, see if it runs now. And it started running a little bit. He's like, Jesus, Brandon, like you need to go find somewhere to clean this thing out. <laughs> Maintenance goes a long <laughs> way, and it, and you'll find out that like you start finishing races and. When you finish them, you'll start getting better positions, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. people will start noticing you and stuff like that. So. Take take care of your equipment. It goes a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. We should have like a words of wisdom with Mikey segment. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> wait, wait till I get a couple. Yeah, wait yeah. till I get a couple bourbons in me. Then, yeah. then take those I'll, words of wisdom and don't use them. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. This is what we get for having friends and to do a show because we're we're at almost three hours yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry he's, for holding you boys up. It's he's, been fun. He's waiting no, for that been, sushi. He's waiting for yeah. the sushi. No, <laughs> honestly, honestly, these are the type of, like, like I, I was getting ready to say, like, I, I don't know if anybody else enjoys, but I'm going to listen back and enjoy this because right, this, yeah. is, this is it's fun. It's been a good one, yeah. It, it would, it, it'd be fun to, to do stuff like this more often, just mm -hmm. get guys in and just, just BS. Well, BS yeah. Yeah. The stories could go for hours. Oh. Just hours. I think the last time that actually I called in and we were telling stories about Dan buying your, buying uh, yeah. your bike at oh. Loretta Lens and just it's things I'll never forget, like just <laughs> memories that I'll never forget. Yep. Yep. I want to talk so. about a rough bike. <laughs> that one has oh, been through the ringer. Me, trust me, I know. We worked on it all night the night before. <laughs> so Dan could race it the next day. Like Dan's like, well, I brought Coop's bike. And I'm like, what's done to it? He's like, I don't know. So we roll out of the trailer. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like all right, I don't normally work on a Yamaha, but let's get started on this thing. And it finished. Hey. hey. And I'll give it to him. He buried that thing in the river twice, and how it made it out of there, I'll never know. Uh, but Took what, care of it, huh? What a, what, a, what, a, what an awesome time. What, that was, and that was another one of those years that um, was super weird that they canceled the Loretta Lens that year because of the big flood. Yeah. So we were racing Loretta Lens at the end of the year, and um, Mid-State was helping me at the time. And... Uh, they race bikes on Friday, and then we race quads on Saturday, and then bikes again on Saturday or on Sunday. That was just it's something that yeah you don't ever. It was, yeah. one, it was a once in a lifetime no, thing. No, it was yeah. so, it was so weird that we got to watch two dirt bike races. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Just, it's just, it's, just that's the stuff you run into. You just, all the memories. You, you, never, you yeah. never forget them, man. Yeah, when we were when we when Mike and I were on the the split line official. Uh, golf team at social oh, that, yeah. well, that's all we did all day just trade stories, stories back and yeah. forth from good old times we'll have to mic ourselves up this year 
We should. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Two, nah, two. Reasons. No. Not me on the golf course, mic'd up. Probably not a good idea. Especially if kids listen to this. It's not a good idea. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say some stuff on here. Hopefully, no kids are listening too much. I, I mean, we, we played. <laughs> we played my bike's too lit <laughs> for the opening it's song. So if there's any that kids was when listening, I, I came. I had to come late. <laughs> so to that's that what show. happens when dad comes late. Yeah, I came. I came late to that show. I was. I took. I had to take my son to a wrestling practice. End of the season wrestling practice. So I was like, "You boys get the thing started. I'll be up here late." I, I come in. I'm like, "All right, so guys, sorry." And I put my headphones. I'm like, "Whoa, what are we listening?" <laughs> That's something I've kind of always tried to do, even with my social medias, man. I just, I love the kids, and, oh, yeah. and, and I yeah. love that they come out and do it, and I try to help them out all I can. And I'm not the best at it all the time. I get so busy doing stuff. But uh, I've always tried to just try to watch what I say here and there just because, man, those kids, I was that kid one time. I know how much they look up to mm-hmm. I can remember walking through the, the, the pro pits and walking by Bill Balance and Chris Borch and being like, holy cow. I remember going to High Point and seeing Shane Hitt, Corey Ellis, oh, yeah. Doug Gust. Tim I mean, Ford, and, yeah. and you're literally right there beside the guys. And, like, it, it, it goes a long way just to, to watch how you approach things and watch your, your, your attitude because these kids – it they they're sponges man right. they, yeah. they pick it up so i always encourage any anybody like hey if you're having a bad day hold it to your way from everybody let it let your emotions out when nobody else is around but as long as you're in the public eye try to try to keep it yeah you know under control because there's a lot of people that look up to you even though you don't realize it a lot right. of people look up to you oh so. yeah 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 how crazy is it that you remember being a kid looking up to Chris Borsch and then look at where he still is. Still is. And people, <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, oh, I need to quit. I'm, hey, I think he's still amazing. Even, like, Johnny Gallagher, man. Like, Johnny yeah. could still be in the top 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, I mean, he's 40-some years old. Yeah. Like, hey, he took second overall in the AM race this I'm past 39 and I, I'm 39, and I ain't finishing second overall against them 4 by 4s I'm not even beating Brody Lee on that 250. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like I, I, I just think that's, like, that's amazing. Cause you yeah. don't see dirt bikers, I mean, besides, like, Chad Reed, who is just immortal right. in my mind, like, be able to do that kind of stuff. Right. Like, Ricky, the best of all time, calls it quits at 27. Right, yeah. You know, Chad's lining up at 36, 37, yeah, like yeah. 10 more years down the road. And then look at Eli this year. Eli, what, Eli, 31, 32? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And still having, you know, one of the best careers ever. So Peaking, I mean, just about, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's crazy. So no. I, think it's, I think it's about time. It's oh, we can, I, it's, I'm, I better get home to the kid. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost tomorrow. It's almost tomorrow. <laughs> well, Mikey, man, appreciate you coming in. We need to do this more often. Yeah, we do. This, we do. this was this was fun. This was yeah. fun. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome, man. Yeah, yeah we really we appreciate has. you appreciate taking the time you out tonight and coming down. Having me on, man, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish I could do it a little more often. Um, Life as a dad, you know, is oh, busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're, stay, we're, stay, getting, uh, we're getting ready to start up baseball season. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, we coach the same baseball team together, so yeah. that's always fun. <laughs> baseball. I can, only, I can only match. So my little girl played basketball this year, and, yeah. and and basketball was my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Like it was growing up, was my favorite sport. And my wife's like, you know, won't you teach her? I'm like, <laughs> like she's at the age of like I want her to have fun with it. Like I, you do what the coach says. I will beat all your games. I will cheer you on, but I'm not trying to teach you anything yet. Yeah. Now, 
when you turn a little bit older and you like, I feel like you're serious about it. Maybe I'll try to teach you some stuff. But right now, as long as she's having fun and she's out there with her friends, that that's all I care about. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I was the kid that my dad was the one yelling at you, you know, all the time. And it, it took a lot of fun out of the sport. So, yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, you can coach her. I'm like, nope. I was like, I'll sit right here. And <laughs> I was like, whatever, the, I'll tell her whatever the coach says, you listen to yeah. it. And, and I expect you to, to do as he says. So. Yep. See, I had to, I had to like check myself because <laughs> I, I was that way as well. And you, then you expect so much out of, out yeah, of, your, of own your own kid, kid. and yeah. of your own kid. Yeah. Cause, because you, you know where you came from and yeah. you know, their, their capabilities. Yeah. But it's like you said, you just got to kind of check yourself and realize that they're still just their kids. Yeah. I, 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 I had to check myself this year with wrestling season. Like I was good with baseball. I was good with basketball and I wasn't a wrestler growing up, but it's extremely like competitive. Like Fair, you can't, yeah. you can't do wrestling and not be competitive. Well, right. and, and then with wrestling too is it's a one man sport, man. Yeah. It, you, you don't have anybody else to blame but yourself. Yeah. Um, just like racing. Well, well, <laughs> growing up, I, I actually was a, a pretty decent little wrestler. I, I didn't like it. My dad loved it. And I, mean, I can remember when I lost matches, I would cry. Mm-hmm. And one time my dad didn't come to a wrestling match, and I lost, and I didn't cry. And my mom was like, "What? what's wrong? And I'm like, I wasn't here to disappoint dad, you know? Like, yeah. it just, I carried that of, like, I was disappointing dad. And honestly, it was it was so good for me because then I started going out and winning the whole time. Because <laughs> like I got I kind of got like I wasn't a disappointment. And but I, basketball fired back up, and I was like, yeah, we're we're out of here. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, it's, it's for sure. Crazy. So one thing with with you know us you know vet guys these uh, late podcasts, it takes like, you know how it takes a while to recover from a race now? Well, uh, it takes a while to recover dude, from... Dude, Friday, like tomorrow won't be too bad, but like Friday I'll, be, I'll text him and be like, dude, I'm yeah. dragging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, started I mean, wearing, I've started wearing this watch that gives you like your your sleep number yeah. and stuff like what you... And of course, my my boy's on, he'll, he turns one next month and he's still not sleeping quite through the night. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type that like he makes a noise and, and I'm up. So, so last night he was up four times and I look at my, <laughs> I look at my sleep thing and like, it was like 42 out of a hundred. <laughs> I'm like, you, can, you can't, like when I was younger, I could operate like that. Okay. I could go to McDonald's, get a cheeseburger and, and you know, run yeah. on nothing. And right. now like, if I don't get eight hours of sleep, we're, we're on a it's struggle rough. bus. It's rough. <laughs> struggle bus. It's rough for you, sure. So. You guys can stay over there talking about yourselves because I'm, <laughs> I'm not in the vet race yeah. yet. So, well, I mean, but we, neither one of, we don't have as many kids as you have. So that adds yeah, like, yeah, that's like, that third. adds like <laughs> five years per kid. <laughs> me, me and Seth Wilson had to talk about this. We said it adds like seven years per kid. So yeah. if that's the case, so you're, you're in trouble. You're I'm like, like you're older than you. us. Yeah, you're, you're like, I'm already in my 40s then. <laughs> Senior class. Yeah, uh, I'd be 45 at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we forgot to, to mention last week, Brandon and I are going to be doing the uh, the uh, nine hour, nine hour yeah. this year. We're going to do the nine hour kinder race. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss. You want to come one. cheer us on? You want to no. come be our mechanic? No, I don't want to be anywhere. You don't want to work on our bikes? No, I don't. Li- I don't like the the part where you have to do it, like, 
in like high pressure situations (laughs) like i like to take my time and turn on my music and like tell the kids to get the hell out of the garage that's like that's that's like my my therapy that's your yoga man so at the track if i'm trying to do it like i'm I'm not it's not it's It's not therapeutic so i am taking recommendations for headlight setups though yeah because i mean last year we didn't have to worry about it because we started early enough that it was still it wasn't quite dark yet when we start like finished. This year we're starting late enough that we're going to have to have lights. Time to out. Oh, and we didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Good thing. Head you lamp. boys were doing more than I. I never. I never did any kind of kind of deep range for hours like that. And it was something I never Dude, did. We so. either. We. We. Man, we uh, it, it, and I'm kind of disappointed because. Little Jonathan, his nephew, is he, he's on our team, too. And, and he's he, the only reason why we're not going to be in a vet class. <laughs> so I'm like. It's maybe, funny you call him Little Jonathan. He's bigger than both of us. Well, maybe he, time to find a new teammate. Like I'm just saying. Well. No. no, no. Tried that. No. <laughs> make, make sure you take extra parts. Because when we did it last year, we took, like, an extra bike and a tote. And when we left, there was not an extra bike and a tote anymore. I had in my back tires. We're just going to pit really close to you guys. In my back tires alone, (laughs) I had 27 tire plugs to finish the race. My goodness. We had five tire plugs in one hole. They make this thing called tire balls (laughs) or or tire blocks. Or even if you're hard up, there's a thing called Barbie balls. No, I had tire blocks to start the race. And when I was done, we swept them up in a dustpan. Jeez Louise. I think think it was like... How's yeah, that possible? Because I got a hole like super early in the race, so then there had like a bunch of water and crap say, that got in there. Did you say tire blocks? Yeah, yeah, the tire blocks, man. If if you do run them on a flat for a while, they'll start really? to disintegrate. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I ran like hours on flat tires. If you ever with ran water. like if you ever ran the spines, <laughs> the spines like especially the rears. About I don't know about eight races in, you almost had to put new spines in because they were. They were starting to get tore up pretty good. Now, the fronts would last for yeah. quite a while, but the rears would get <clears throat> tore up pretty good. It's hmm. yeah. good to know. I've, I mean, I've always the, – the blocks that I have in the, the bike downstairs um, – Well, they've been – you know, they've been – Kind of just sitting around. Yeah, they lasted five years so far. They're really flat. Same set of tires you got on it. Yeah. <laughs> when he bought it three years ago. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I told Rod it enough, right? <laughs> so, but Rod's uh, at the grandma's house. <laughs> see, here they, here they go again. I can't even get my point out. <laughs> the ball, I've always thought that the, that that uh, I couldn't um, I couldn't let enough air out of them because they're just so stiff. Yeah, they're a little stiffer. That that's where I like the the tire balls a little mm-hmm. better. The, yeah. it seemed like you had a little more control of the bike. Um, the spines I got used to them, but like you said, a li- li- little more rigid feel to it. Yeah. So, At least yeah. I know why he's 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 waiting to ride. Hoping like old age will soften his tire blocks up so they're not so stiff. He's going to put more hours on the bike in one race this year than what he's put on it in the past two. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Appreciate you guys. The motor should, should be good. It, yeah. the, motor, the motor is strong. The sales, I got it. the sales are probably cracking. Brain. Right <laughs> the oil, they sat there so long the oil dried up. Hey, listen, listen. Of the few GNCC races that I've ever raced, I got one whole shot. And that was on this bike, Mike. Is, so, is that the one you hurt your knee? And it wasn't because of, yes, it was the one that I blew my knee up. 
<laughs> you you, you, you were actually in that race. I don't know if you remember or not, but you pulled through the finish line, and I'm standing there in shorts, and I'm like hobbling around, like, "Hey, man!" <laughs> he pulls the whole shot, but don't get do one lap. That was that at um, Mount Morris. Mount Morris, Morris yeah. yeah. I remember that. He Wasn't built the motor super so good. dusty that day too. Yeah, it was real yeah. dusty. Yeah. 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 yeah, built the motor so good he couldn't even hold on to it. I couldn't. <laughs> couldn't. It, I mean. It, motor building is different. So many people were like used to a stock motor, and then I'll build them a motor, and then they'll be like, "I can't, I can't ride this thing. Like right. it, it's too much." I'm like, "You got to learn how to harness it, and then figure out where to use it at." And now, most of the kids I build their motors for, they they really enjoy. Like it's not too much, but yet it's it's there when they need it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do. I mean, everybody just, I mean, raves about the the quality of work and uh i think that's that's awesome i mean devin here talks about how everything's so clean and yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the cleanest bikes you've yeah. ever seen yeah, it really is you could well, eat off of you his put bike. brand new parts on them all the time so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, i'm not gonna wash out i'm just gonna put something new on. <laughs> hey, I, I have went dumpster diving at mike's house before <laughs> i i got tickled um george um the the hickey boy's dad I've got him to where like I make him wash the bikes now and stuff, and he he pulled it in before they went down to Florida, and I pulled the wheel off of it. And I'm like, uh, is, it, is this dirt on the caliper? And he was like, man, I washed that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying, there's still dirt. Right? <laughs> so like everybody that usually comes to the house, they know like, do not take your bike to Mikey's house with nope. it dirty because he will let you have it. <laughs> and I'm I'm relentless about it, like. I'd be like, hey, man, when you brought that bike over and we, we went to change the spark plug in it, we couldn't get to it because there was mud on top of it. And you're like, you're never going to let that go. And I'm like, well, that's just maintenance. Like, <laughs> just, just do it. <laughs> I mean, I was I was cleaning my mower equipment today and uh, uh, just washed my bike real quick because I knew Mike was coming over. I can't have a dirty bike in my garage. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, All right, you ready well, to write this yeah, thing up? Yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Oh, Mike's got gosh. a long ride home, and so does producer D over there. Yeah, so, yeah. Brandon. Go ahead. Oh, all right, let's do this thing. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. Thank, <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you for listening. If you're still listening, appreciate it. Uh, please We've share. We've actually like. been gaining listeners, just so you know. Really? That's yeah. insane. This late, yeah. Oh, it must be Mike. Mike must be bringing the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, please. Uh, if you want to support us, please support our sponsors. That's how you're going to support us. Uh, Magna One Motorsports. Uh, dude, they're awesome over there. Get over and check them out. They're title sponsor this year. So, um, MagnaOneMotorsports.com. Used bikes, helmets, goggles, gear, more. Trackside at any GNCC and any PG events. Magna One's Magna One Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike ATV and anything else you would take to the track this weekend. Uh, give her and check them out at the track website. Check them out. Uh, Seal Savers, guys. You should be running them. Um, I run everything. Palm Savers, uh, Boot Savers. UTV, uh, if you have a UTV, you run the UV joint savers. Yep. Uh, if you have a shock, uh, ATV, uh, shafts, keep them clean. You know, Mike likes to check clean shaft, you know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah. And uh, dirt bikes, keep those dirt bike seals clean. 25% split. off split line. Capital S. Capital S. Save 25% off anything over on the website at seal savers. Um, Sunstar chain and sprockets, best chain and sprockets I've ever used. It's all I've ever used. Um, last forever. Were they made of coop? Case hardened steel. Save thirty percent off with the code SPLITLINE30 for the for thirty percent off anything over at the website. Um, check them out; they're real awesome. Uh, Mountain State Hair Mountain State Hair Scramble Series um, starting up. Is it this weekend or next weekend? I think it's next weekend. It's next next weekend. New East Coast is this weekend. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, next I gotta, weekend. I get to go run the number one for the first time ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the only reason he's racing. That'll be short lived. <laughs> It, it actually is the only reason I'm racing this weekend. Uh, so but go check them out uh, here in a week or so. Go check them out. We're going to be off from GNCCs. Check them out. Uh, Richie and them uh, run our awesome show over there. So, guys, I think that's it. Yeah, episode 107. Uh, for everybody that was on the show tonight, Bryson Neal, Craig DeLong, Mike Lancaster, yes, buddy. Thanks Appreciate, for Appreciate it, man. man. Thank you. All right, guys. Episode 107. We are out. Peace. Catch you fitting in Cause everyone's an outlaw Until it's time to do outlaws Stick to your gun, son Make me proud Don't never back up Don't never back down Stand your ground and always tell like it is It is life gonna be real damn tough You take them scars and you call that bluff Don't let me catch you fitting in Cause everyone's